ass and titties. Big booty bitches, that's when red gets. Come on, ho, let's go to the easy rest. When I see ass, titties, ass and titties. Ass, ass, titties, titties, ass and titties. Big booty bitches, that's when red gets. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to The Conspiracy Castle. I'm your conspiracy asshole, and that was Ass and Titties by yours, the one, the only, DJ Assault, who is our previous guest, and in honor of him, uh, that was a great stream. I just wanted to give him a shout-out, a callback, because if you haven't heard the DJ Assault interview, I recommend it for each and every one of you guys to do, do that. You need to go watch that interview. Check it out. See what was going on because DJ Salt is woke and it's not a joke. And I'm not saying that facetiously because we need a lot of people, especially black people in the truth community. But with that, guys, I want to talk about what's going on right now currently in Dallas. Right now in Dallas, we are having an absolute, I don't even know how to describe it. It's not even that the weather is so bad. It's that we're not prepared for this weather and everybody's having frozen pipes busted. Everybody is being flooded. There's fires. There's a water uh, level warning now. They're saying if we're using too much water, they can't put out the fire. So I'm about to, I'm about to talk about that. Uh, so we have to talk about the things that are going in Dallas because I can't, you know, be insensitive to that. But guys, what's more fun than talking about the doom and gloom in Dallas, Texas? Because guys, we can talk about that all day long. But Tonight, I wanted to, before I bring on our very special guest, you'll see him, his name is the Iron Patriot. I'm about to bring him on. He's not here yet, but but uh, 
I want to say about this guy, this is, or let me bring him on the screen, Iron Patriot. Before, let me let me give you a little intro, Iron Patriot. So let me tell you a little bit about Iron Patriot. Iron Patriot is a guy that struck a chord in my heart today because he's a guy that is creative. He's out there grinding. He's actually putting in the work. And what touched me about him is that he's connected to the Los Angeles comedy scene. And, you know, uh, I talk about it on the show. Once I graduated from LSU, I graduated in 2010 in October I moved to uh, Los Angeles and I loved it for two and a half years, but it was also hell on earth. And I was doing open mics and stand up and I met Tony. Tony was, you know, at this time he was nobody, you know I mean? He was just a, you know, basically a little bigger than an open micer. Uh, but uh, he wasn't always that super nice to me, but the, the reason why I'm, I have our guest on tonight, the Iron Patriot, the Iron Patriot actually started the Kill Tony show. And Kill Tony is, and whatever you want to say about Tony Hinchcliffe, he is a very successful comedian now because he's part of the Rogan universe. And the reason why the Rogan universe touches me so much and Iron Patriot, why I wanted to have you on, is Joe Rogan woke me up to a lot of stuff. Joe Rogan is like, he woke me up to the moon landing being fake. And he woke me up to a lot of stuff, and now he's kind of walked it back. So now I kind of don't like Rogan as much. So I have this kind of love-hate relationship with him. And when I saw you today on the Mike Red Bar show, the Red Bar Radio, dude, I had to send you a message and have you on. So with that long ado, Iron Patriot, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I am your Conspiracy Castle. How are you doing this lovely evening from Thanks. from Los Angeles, from Los Angeles, California? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah I'm I'm spoiled out here. We're having like 60 degree, 70. It might have been 70 today. It was so nice. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I lived in Dallas for 28 years, so I know what it's like to be there in that weather. Um, all Wait. the way from, from 1979 all the way till 2007 when I moved with my parents to, to Rancho Mirage and then a year later moved to Hollywood. So how old were you when you were in Dallas? I mean, like basically just around like what age? Well, were you in college? I'm, I'm 54 now. So I moved to Hollywood in 2008. So, oh, so uh, I moved there in 2010. So you're kind of fairly new to Los Angeles. You are, you're not like a lifelong uh, California guy at all. No, about 12 years now. But I, I spent the first seven years in Hollywood, and now I'm down in Baldwin Hills. I live way down. You know where Baldwin Hills down? Of course, down yeah. All I'm... the way to La, La Brea, all the way to it's. It used to be called Rodeo, but now it's called Obama Boulevard. That's a, they, I didn't know they changed it to Obama Boulevard. No, they did. They changed. Isn't Obama. that? I think. Isn't that where? Uh, I thought. Isn't that where near Biggie Smalls was shot? I thought in Baldwin Hills. Maybe, oh yeah, maybe. that. No, but no, this other Nipsey Hustle was shot real close to where I live. Oh, that's that's where maybe where it was. Nipsey yeah, Hustle was Biggie, shot right Biggie there. Biggie was at the Car Peterson Car Museum. Yeah, it's close. Yes. It's close to where I am too. There's a lot of stuff history in LA. I mean, it's. A lot of stuff that happened, but yeah. Um, so you, um, when did you start this? You said you started this nine months ago. This show, yeah, yeah, the Conspiracy oh, Castle. It's that long. Yes, it's a fairly new show. I'm primetime 99 Alex Stein, though. I'm no jabroni. You know, you're talking to a real deal primetime guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is not an accident. You're not talking to some average Joe. You're talking to the one, the only, you know, and it's funny. I saw you. I've recently got into Mike Redbar. I look up to Mike Redbar as a broadcaster. Him and I don't, we don't align all the same, but I don't align all the same with anybody's political. I'm not super, I'm kind of anti-political. I want to be anti-political, but 
my views don't align with everybody. I just like talented broadcasters. So I like to try to, I, I'm a Howard Stern nut, but now I don't really like Howard. All my heroes, you know, this is what you learn when you move to LA. Once you meet your heroes, you realize they all stink. Have you ever had that encounter yet? Yeah, it's, it kind of deflates your perception of them when you, I mean, some of them are real nice. I mean, I, I worked as an extra for a long time. I'm a member. Okay, of wait, slow down, slow down. See, that's what I'm saying. That dude, I was I worked on an extra on every show. So when I moved there, I moved there. I was I was 22, but I looked like I was 17. You know, I still look young, even though I'm older now. So I always yeah. got to work the 18 to look younger. I didn't have a job. I moved out there in my Tahoe with all my clothes in there, like a bum. Basically, you know, I moved back home after college. Man, I was like, get the hell out of here. I wanted to go to LA. I graduated. You know, I, I had a little time to chill out. Did you work on parks and recreation ever? You know, I did work on Parks and Rec. I worked on Parks and Rec a couple that, times. I was on there for five years. So, that's so, were you, so, you, so you were a regular on there. I worked on that episode. I think it was like one of the Thanksgiving episodes of Parks and Rec. But what, like the what, biggest, what, what, it would have been 2011. It would have been like 2011. Were you in the, were you ever in that city hall place? Yes, in the stage. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Inside. We were always walking down those halls. That was show. CBS Radford is where that was at, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. We, I we was probably, there. I worked at CBS Radford that same studio before. <laughs> Isn't that cool how we can talk about like how we've been at CBS Radford and all this stuff? In the day, we were extras, which it's cool to be an extra. You know, it is. It, especially when you're a union extra, it's pretty decent. But at the end of the day, on the set, they treat us like we're the scum of the earth. You know, oh, don't you hate terrible. that? Isn't I mean, that the worst? I, I tried on um, Kill Tony. I tried to make it a fun thing. I, I would put them online just because I thought they were hilarious. Because I'm standing behind the stars and people were trying to find me. I mean, Brian Redband even called them Easter eggs. He thought they were cool. So he was supporting me to put them on there. You know, I'd be sitting right behind Charlie Sheen on two and a half minute, you know, and then I'd tell him a story about what it was like sitting behind John Cryer and, you know, and that's cool. And two and a half men, people that that's a live studio audience. People don't realize it's cool to be an extra on a live studio audience. Uh, you know, you're actually, that was a live show I was on. See, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. When you're doing that, you actually feel part of the play. It's a lot different. People don't realize. I was, I was in those on every single Nickelodeon Disney show. I can't even uh, name them. I was on live studio audiences uh, on 20 of those. All those young shows. Oh, all day. And I, mean, I look like a bum. I, I was like smoking weed. I would bring weed in my bag and like sneaking off in the set trying uh, to smoke weed. You I know what I mean? Friend. I was so terrible. I had a friend on Parks who would smoke all the time. But I couldn't do it just because I knew it'd make the day even longer. I mean, I wanted to get high, believe me. But for some Dude. reason, I never. And he he used he was able to handle it fine. He'd come on set, you couldn't even tell. You know, he was dude, dude, fun, that, I had some of the most fun on Pretty Little Liars. We would be oh, smoking sometimes. We, yeah, we would smoke with the crew sometimes. I mean, not oh, not I, all I the time, but. It's occasionally, it, it, but a, you, was it over at Warner Brothers? Over at Warner Brothers, right? But over, over oh yes, Warner? the Warner Brothers Ranch. But you know what? Uh, that you know what you know what the most fun was. Uh, I always liked the commercials, the one day commercials where you didn't like where you didn't really matter like how you behave. You can have more fun on those. Do, do you agree with that or like you well, know what uh, I mean? Like oh man, but those were more painful. I did a Geico one and they paid us a lot more. You saw as the day transpired, we got there when the sun came up and we shot every minute till the sun went down. And we were, they were run, it was a Geico commercial. We were running with the bulls and stuff. But I what? maybe would have just, I got, gave the money back. It was so painful. I mean, it was, I mean, I, some people were dropping out. There were some older guys that could not handle the pace. I mean, it was a little, I, I thought I was back in football practice 
I in Dallas, I went to Lake Highlands High School. Did you know? I went Lake to Highland, Highland Park. Park. I graduated from uh, Highland Park High I School, dude. Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. listen to this shit. Yeah. I lived across from SMU on Cornell Street, off of Mockingbird. Yeah. I live two know? miles. I live two miles. I live on, dude. I live on. Yes, I live so close to where you're talking about. I I live in the Park Cities right now. As a matter I of fact, li- as a matter of fact, listen to this. We got to play this. Okay, you can hear this, the, guys. This is what's going on in Dallas. This is how freaky it's going on in Dallas. I want to play the emergency disaster. The okay, let's see. Where you can hear the most recent can you hear that? bulletin that was delivered to you. Is that really numbers. quiet? We are sorry, but there is no record of phone number plus sign one two one four. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you hear? Can no, you hear this? Called database. We only retain messages yeah. for thirty days, okay, hold on. and the time limit may have been reached. In the chat, can y'all hear it? Hold on, let me put the number and hold on. We're about to play the message. The message. Please enter the ten-digit phone number where the message was originally delivered. Okay. Now. Well, that should work. Dude, this, this message was delivered to your phone number on February 16, 2021, 9:46. Everything's going nuts. There's all these ambulances. Everything's shut down. Standard time. Can I ask you this? I want to ask you something. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Can you, yeah, hold on. Can you hear this? Though? We ask all households and businesses to conserve water due to low levels in the city's two water tanks. Because of recent readings, we now need everyone to redouble their efforts immediately. At this time, discontinue any unnecessary water use involving appliances like dishwashers and washing machines. More than a dozen recent water main breaks are adding to our inability to regain necessary levels. City crews are currently working on five active main breaks. We want to make sure that water levels in both tanks are adequate, especially for fire protection. If water levels drop further, a boil order will be necessary by Wednesday morning. Again, your understanding and assistance is greatly appreciated. We will keep you advised. To listen to the message again, press 1. Otherwise, press 2. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. So did you hear all that? And people are saying the audio. Can I ask you something? Can I ask you something? Of course, Uh, yes. uh, Have you lost power? I'm surprised you're even able to broadcast. Have you lost power at any point right now? So listen, I need to pull this up in my neighborhood. That's going on on Twitter. I'll pull this up so you can see the screen. Let me do this. Let me do a screen share. What's going on now is uh, that we're going viral on. um, We're going viral on Twitter because of. Let me show you this. I'll turn this video clip. Let me show you this. Let me pull this. Okay, we're going we're going viral on Twitter. Now you guys can see this. Let me transfer this. Let me type in what do I search? Okay, Highland Park. Well, okay, can you see the screen? Uh uh Jeff? Yeah, I can see it. Okay, hold on. Now watch this video. Highland Park. Shoot, where where's the top? It, it, it's this woman, it's going viral. This woman's driving around Highland. This is it. This is the guy. Another house with lights fully lit up. Another one. Fully lit up. Got another one. Got this guy watching TV in there. All right, we got lights in that house as well. As you can see. Not only does Highland Park have full power and electricity, they also have working stoplights. This neighborhood is uh, Preston Hollow. We got electricity and power in Preston Hollow. More lights. Uh, 
so if you can see there, it looks like they probably have heat, which means, you know what that means. Got more lights in Highland Park. Here we go, here we go, here we go again. More lights on in the mansions. I want you to get a really good look. Now, I live in the shitty part of this neighborhood, just so everybody knows. You own a house over there, or what are you renting? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, I own a house here. Again, with the lights. They have working lights. Working lights. Hold on, hold on. Let's finish playing the video, because I got to change the audio. People are saying you're quiet for some reason. I got to make you louder. You can see those lights. How many views you got on that? See, almost the second we leave Highland Park. 52,000 so far, but it's trending. Now this is lemon. This is street. Boom! We lose uh, stoplight power again. Pretty dangerous thing. Yeah, but it's but still fucked up. There's people in Highland Park. That. Grace, see, why do you care? Why is that such a big deal? Because it's been 24 fucking hours since I've had. Look at this. This is a hallway. I feel like I'm in fucking I Am Legend. This is fucking stupid. All the rich are just. Shooing. Okay. Well. I mean, basically, she is tripping out. I don't, I don't blame her for for being in a bad position. But there are some people in the park cities that have had their uh, their powers fucked up. And people are saying the audio. I got to turn hey, you. Hey, uh, I I haven't been to Dallas in a long time. Does George Bush live close by in Dallas in by the Highland Park University Park area? He lives right there. He lives right freaking here. George Bush. He lives right down the street from me, a little bit north of me. Do you go uh, to any high school games, football games, or anything over at Highland Park? Or I was captain of the 2005 Highland Park football team, dude. What are oh, you talking what about? Position? What'd you play? Yeah, I played defensive end and tight end, dude. I'm prime time. I was number 99. I was captain wow. of the team, and and I live right next to the stadium, so that's why I like living in the poor house. But I live in a duplex in part of the park cities. I'm in a duplex, so it's not that. So are you yeah. happy you went back to Dallas? Are you? I love it, dude. California. Yeah, California became a shithole, dude. I got a job yeah. here working for the TV show Cheaters and, you know, uh, working on that show. We catch people cheating on their husbands and wives. It's a reality. But what, what do you do on it? What do you, what's your job on that show? You know, riding the walk-ups. But the host ended up dying of a drug overdose, so it's kind of a sad subject. Again, that's why I got my – that's why I got clean. Not that I was on drugs, but I used to drink, and I haven't drank in over two years. Not even that I was an alcoholic, but a friend of mine – he was on the show. He was, a, you know, partied, and he went and got some Vicodin. He thought they were Vicodin, but they are really fentanyl, and he swallowed two of them and woke up dead. And he was my age. He was the oh. host of the show. And he was, like, a guy I kind of looked up to, even though he was, like, a wild guy, a guy that I wouldn't think would have died young. You know what I mean? Would be the last guy. I thought you the know, guy I, would be, like, a bull. You know those village apartments over at Lovers and Greenville? Of course. I was spending many a nights with the many a ladies in the wanna, village apartments. I don't want to bring up a dark subject, but my brother took his life in 2003. I was living there at the Green. You know, they are all got different names, all those apartments there. Yeah, uh, of the course. The complex I was in was called the Green. And he took his life in that apartment in September 2003. You don't and mind me asking, how did he do it? Did he get a gun? Just, what well, pills were involved. That's what made me think of it when you said that. You know, he was doing Vicodin and others, and sometimes mixed up alcohol. But um, we just think it played with this. I don't know. Five bucks. Thank you, Justin Freeman. Thank you. Uh, plug your drugs like it is a anal swab. Yeah. Uh, are you going to, hey, uh, so what do you think about the coronavirus? Do you think it's a, a deadly virus or do you think it's a political virus? Um, I'm still confused exactly. It's so complex at this point because 
at this point, you know, a lot of people want to just discount all the isolation last year and say it was a waste of time. And I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever know how much good that did. When we, you know, it's what I'm never did the ice. The isolation, there's no thing that's ever proved good to isolate us in a house like this. Do you, but do you think it's like, do you think it's good that all these people are leaving California? Or do you think it's, is it making you want to stay or is it making you want to leave with the mass? I think, I think things are going to get back to normal quicker than people think. I mean, look at history, you know, after the first pandemic, you have the warring 20s. Then after the 70s, Vietnam, early 70s, then you go into the party studio 54, late 70s. I, I really think people are going to be ready to have a good time if we just all got to try to come into the middle and try to keep listening to both sides because it gets real hypocritical when everybody just starts, you know, yeah, going but what, you and then ignoring the other side. You know, it's just, um, dude. The problem is in California, dude. It's a ripoff. They need everything is so too expensive. It's too expensive, don't you think? Oh, I mean, oh my god, my my apartment when I first moved there was eleven hundred a month, which was already twice because I was paying 600 in Dallas. So already I'm paying twice at 1100. I didn't realize that was a steal in 2008 because it continued to go up. When I left in 2016, it was all the way up to 1500. I mean, think that was for a studio apartment, but I was right on Hollywood Boulevard. And that's what enabled me to do the whole plan where I got on the bus in the Iron Patriot suit, got on down at um, Wilcox, went down Wilcox and Sunset, rode it three miles to the Colony Store. This was June 10th, 2013, when I first arrived. The first comedian I met was Brody Stevens. Just happened to be out there when I first walked up. It was hilarious, you know? And you're and in the suit? You're in the suit? Yeah, hey, people, so but people, hey, people might not realize this. So, so Iron Patriot is, is one of the guys, and I live there, uh, the guy that used to do Superman. I think his name is Chris. I forget his name. I lived in, he's dead now. Yeah. He died. I know. I used to, he, he used to, I used to live in my shitty, when I first moved there, I lived on these uh, apartments on Yucca right behind yeah. Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, yeah. The worst crack dungeon ever, dude. It was uh, the biggest, it was the studio part. Oh, it was 950 bucks a month, but dude, it was just one room and yeah. it was you're so. If you want to get it that cheap, you're going to, you're going to pay for that. Dude, it was so fucking shitty. No parking. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, God. It was the worst. You had to fight like an animal down there. I worked for five years for tips on the boulevard, just out there, you know, doing my poses and um, had an, a, a, a cheaper Iron Man suit for like 500 that I worked in in the beginning. And then I. But, but I you would like that. You would like that better than being an extra on Wooden Parks. Wouldn't that no, be so better? I was better? doing both. I was doing yeah. both. I was doing extra. The extra work was never regular enough. It, yeah. There was a lot of inconsistencies. It didn't last all the time, you know? So, I mean, in the holidays and so, but the, the going out in the boulevard is really good in the summer. I mean, you, you have all those tourists come in. I took thousands of pictures and made thousands of dollars. I mean, it was all tax free. I mean, it's just. I didn't even have to report it to the IRS. So, and it was, you could do it whenever you wanted. I mean, I was just, I completely absorbed the Hollywood experience, you know? So I, I, I'm sure we crossed paths many and times. We probably did. Well, now we're crossing paths again, you know? And, and I, yeah, and I want to pull I want to pull up some of your stuff from kill Tony and stuff, but I want to talk to you first. And you just, you know, we'll, we'll show the people 
But so so basically, you know, tell us, you were talking about how you met Brody Stevens. How did you get involved? Because a lot of people on this show might not know who Tony Hinchcliffe is, Tony Hinchcliffe is but he's a, a guy that has a podcast where they do a live show where they bring people up and they, you know, have them do their best, you know, comedy bit. And they kind of, you know, tease them or kind of tell them they're good, whatever, depending on what the person does. And you were actually one of the original co-hosts. So now he, now Tony's a big shit and he doesn't give you any credit when I want to pull you know that video. Crazy, you know what's crazy now? You're what? just talking about the weather. What's 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 interesting and ironic is that he continued to do his show all through last year in L.A. Even with the pandemic. I mean, I couldn't believe it. He, I, I with a live audience? Me. No, but still, they were in the comedy store like five or six of them with no masks. They kept doing it. But the, the, what the irony is is they they just had to cancel the show because they're in Austin. Last night they had to cancel because the weather is what did them in, not the pandemic. It was the Texas yeah. weather. But dude, finally, this is they played a rerun from Phoenix last night. It wasn't even they had all this momentum going because Joe Rogan was on the show two weeks ago. So it's a yeah, shame but they'll catch happened. it back. They'll they'll oh, catch I it know. back. I believe me, I'm... believe me. I know they they have the support of Joe Rogan now. They're going to sell tickets regardless of what happens. You know, as soon and, as and, the and, pandemic, as soon as it gets open and they pack, they can pack a that Amton, they're in a place called Antones now. Yeah, Austin. I saw that. So I'm in Dallas. Yeah, I mean that they come up to Dallas. They've done Kill Tony in Dallas a couple times, or I think. It seems times. like you're still a big fan of the Kill Tony well, universe. I, I, I know Tony rubs people wrong, and he's rubbed me wrong too many times. But um, I'm just keeping open minded because I mean, you look look at a band like Van Halen. They they had quarrels and beasts for 22 years before they got back together. So I'm not hoping or planning for it or anything, but if it happened, if they're, they're going to have the 500th episode in April. If he wanted to bring me back, I'd be willing to say, Hey, let's just forget about the past and try it. But if those guys, I haven't communicated with them for so long. I don't even know. I mean, the last two years ago, red band um, blocked me on Twitter. I can't even tweet to him anymore. And Tony what? Stopped. Do I? Yeah. Red Band blocked you on Twitter, dude? Oh, yeah. But the crazy thing is, is Tony still follows me on Twitter. I can send him a direct message, but he won't send me a message back. So I don't know. They've been talking about me, so they I don't know what they think about the ads I've been putting on their show. I mean, they're not. The, yeah, this is the funny clip you're playing right here. This is a legendary <sighs> thing that I did right here. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, what are you doing? Whoa, what the fuck? Awesome. Two of our favorite guests, they've both been on the show. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. What are you okay, so he's going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. He's like, I mean, God bless Tony. I don't want to just, you know, I don't want to shit on these people like Red Bar does, but what a pussy, dude. He's like, it's like he doesn't know you like y'all didn't do, uh, you know, six months together on the show. You know, and I guess, you know, everybody can go crazy. It is Hollywood, so I'll be, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate a little with Tony. But, dude, I think it would be funny. He should have embraced this, like, oh, here's this guy and made a joke oh, out of it. I thought he would. Yeah, instead of... What are you thought, doing? Whoa. I mean, what was the fuck is that? You got to get him... Ari Go ahead. showed up naked and they rolled with it one time. They didn't kick him out. He showed up naked. So, I okay, mean, I'm, let's I'm, watch I'm, his clips for the people in the audience. Let's just play the clip. Okay. Awesome. Two of our favorite guests, they've both been on the show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Whoa. What the fuck is that? You got to get him out of here. What's going on? No, you gotta leave, dude. No, you can't do that. You have to. You have to get him out of here. 
That's the former Iron Patriot, Jeff Crabtree, and he just stormed the stage. Okay, so he like starts freaking out about that. I mean, give me a break. So, See, so I, I was prepared. I mean, when I saw he was scared and going that route with it, I just was gonna go back to my seat and watch the show. But that's when he had security throw me out. And the guy, the last thing the guy said to me is said, "Never come back." And I just couldn't believe they would talk to a legend like that because I really brought a lot of love to that place. Everything I gave my life, I risked my life coming down in that suit. To, really kick that show off. I mean, they had nothing in the beginning. So, I mean, for them to kick me out like that, but I didn't mind though, because my main goal was just to get on camera. Do you see how I just went like that when I got yeah. up there? I, yeah, I didn't yeah. give a shit. I mean, if they didn't want to have me big, I just knew the fans were going to love it. I mean, all I had to do was do that. And it, it worked because there are still people just your audience tonight are, are watching it. it. That happened in 2017. That's been over three years coming up four years coming up since that happened so and jeremiah hey, but, tried hey wait well oh i want to hear exactly what you have to say so remember jeremiah tried but was that after you came back for the 100th episode or before when was oh, that, that on the was time? After. okay I, okay so go ahead with jeremiah because i like jeremiah jeremiah was a guy that was hitting over my he was nice yeah 2015 was when i came back for the 100th episode clarify then okay. 2017 i stormed the stage now in 2019 Jeremiah sent me a message on Twitter out of nowhere, and he's trying to get me to come on. They did a special thing where they called it Kill Jeremiah, where he was the host instead of Tony, and Tony played in the band. And it was just because they had won, they had some kind of challenge against who could lose the much or gain the most weight or something. Yeah, well, Jeremiah won. So Jeremiah sent me the message. I said, hell yeah. I said, I'll, I'll dust off the costume, and I'll, I'll make a go at it. I mean, he sent me a message like on Saturday or Friday, Saturday. And then I go to Home Depot. I had to get shit to get it back together. Because, I mean, this shit, you don't realize how much effort it takes. No, I it's do. Like, People don't realize. I not, do. It's not do. easy to do. So I'm at, I get it all together. And then on Sunday, I get a message from Jeremiah saying that it's been blocked. Somebody high up at the comedy store said it, it ain't happening. Because they found out I stormed the stage and I'm banned. That's the, the gayest thing I've so, ever heard in my I mean, life. So Come on, give me a break. Me, you know, for, but and then Red Band even said, if you listen to that clip further, you'd hear him say, oh, I'm going to have to edit that out now. Oh, he's been loving the, the promotion he got from that. I mean, Wait, wait what does Red Band have to edit out? He was thinking, he was acting like he was actually going to edit out when I ran up on the stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did they? After, after they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna edit this out. Only you guys are gonna be the ones to see it." That was the only cool thing about the show. What the fuck? Give you me know, a break. You know Luis Gomez. You know Luis Gomez. Of course, yes, yes. Yeah, very well. I mean, it, yeah. And he's the guest. If you keep playing that clip, he's the guest. And they said, they said something like, "Do you know the Iron Patriot?" He didn't even know who I was. He was like, "Oh, who's that?" And then Lewis later on on Twitter said something, he said something else I heard him say he was wondering who I was. Because I think I'm just this kind of mysterious thing because I don't I never went down there that much. So people didn't see me a lot. So there's all this speculation about who I really am. And, you know, so it's just I've been walking the fine line between creepy weird and creepy cool. You know, it's just it's not easy line to walk, you know. <laughs> No, it isn't, but you walk it well, because let's be honest, there is one, and I want to play this one clip. I think this is the funniest clip. This is the funniest clip uh, of them all here. Let me do this. Let me, 
Let me go. This is the best one. Okay, share with sound. Uh, you guys will see. This is let me transition. This is this. This is the best. I, I guess I'm hoping oh, I don't yeah. get a copyright strike. I heard he had a song that you wanted to. Oh. So this is this is Iron Patriot, Jeff Crabtree, in uh, performing on Kill Tony on one of the earlier episodes. And now this is a huge podcast. And Tony Hinchcliffe is, a, you know, best friends of Joe Rogan and, and Brian Redband. They're all buddies. But this is the start. So listen to this uh, humor here. Oh, yeah. You sent in a uh, you sent in some type of track. You wanted to do a song uh, to get things started. So uh, put your hands together for the Iron Patriot, everybody. Get that up. Here we go. Yes, okay, and hold on, let me see how they reacted to you saying the N-word. This is so I can tell you're really out of breath in that thing. <laughs> Either that or you're choking up after saying the N-word with Tiffany Haddish in the room. You know, you're with Tiffany Haddish, guys. Tiffany Haddish is now an A-list black comedian. I mean, she's, she's top. She's like the top... Um, female comedian in the game, black or white, but she's also, you know, African-American, which is relevant to this. That's why I bring it up. I'm going to wake up the little temptress back there. <laughs> um, first of all, was, all right. That was really amazing. That was awesome. Thank you. Okay, so, dude, you have some serious balls, Iron. I mean, these people want to be, these people want to act like they got the balls, Tony and them are some comedic avant-garde. They wouldn't say that in front of Tiffany Haddish. That was real art, in my opinion. Real no, you can hear art. her. When they, they talk about me dropping the N-bomb and, and, and she chimes in from the audience and says, yeah, ha ha. They, they asked me if I would say it around. I was expecting there to be a costume. And then she said, yeah, you better, you know, she was, it was funny. 
But she also, do you remember after I left the show, they dressed different people as me. They got a cheap Iron Patriot pajama costume off Amazon and just had different. She was one of the people that wore that Iron Patriot pajama suit. Yeah, well, I'm, I, dude. Uh, to be honest, I don't even hardly listen. I've never even listened to a full yeah, episode yeah, of Kill Tony. That much. I mean, but but, but Mike Redbar, I I love Redbar. So now I what he talked about. I mean, he caught me up. I feel like I know a lot about the show because he's such a. What do you think about him making? I love oh when he God, makes fun of those guys. It's Redbar. Yeah, Man, he surprised him. me on Saturday night. He surprised the hell out of me. I'm just sitting around in my pajamas around six or seven, just chilling, not doing shit, smoking, smoking with my, you know, bait pen, just chilling. Hit All it right sudden, now. Hit it for the, hit it for the audience. No, they I, don't hit. Wanna, I don't want to hit it right for the crowd. Take a baby hit for everybody out there. This is how you guys hit it. California style, legal, medicinal grade. There we go. Relax. Let your body. This isn't kill Tony. This is chill. This is chill. Alex, this is a conspiracy castle. Wow, that's what I'm talking about, guys. And we we practice safe, responsible medicating. Uh, uh, take your medication wisely, guys. You know, remember, don't over medicate. Always, always take precaution when taking your medication. Okay, see now I told you don't take one. Now look at you. Now you're Snoop Dogg in it. I love it. Look at this. This is my guy, Iron Patriot. Blowing the smoke, trying to get the smoke out. You know, that's harder to do with vape. People don't realize that, uh, Iron Patriot, how much harder that is to do with vape smoke than actual, than, uh, you know, cigarette or joint smoke. He likes to get high, too. Okay, but isn't that isn't that the California stereotype? Now we got the we got the vape pen. You got the medicinal yeah. <laughs> vape, vape pen. It's just funny. It's a California is a walking talking stereotype. What do you think about uh, uh, your boy Gavin Newsom though? He's a joke. He's a mess. He's terrible. Yeah, he gets a lot of criticism. I I was driving Uber for a long time, so I listened to a lot of news. But lately, I haven't been listening to as much as I used to. Um, but I spent a lot of time and they were always saying shit about him. Just every, the biggest DJs in town, just every day. And Adam Carolla is big in LA too, talking all negative about, you know, Gavin and everything. So that was not a job I'd want because it's like, there's no way to please everybody, you know, but, um, so yeah, yeah but he, I, he's the worst. He's the worst. Okay. Go ahead. Talk some shit on, what do you want to talk about? Kill Tony. You want to talk some shit on that? But, or, um, or red yeah, bar. See, we're talking about red bar. We're talking about oh, red, yeah, bar, not red, Tony bar, um, yeah. red bar. He surprised the hell out of me Saturday night. So I'm seeing a message on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, people saying red bar is trying to get a hold of you. And I've been trying to get on his show for the last year. Cause I don't know if he saw the first time I was on yeah, his show. yeah I, I I found that clip today. Why? But why did yeah. you buy the ads? Wait, explain that. Why? What was the deal with that Red Bar well, ads and him just, playing your clips? And how I did just, you get an ad before Kill Tony? How did you get that? How did you get YouTube to do just, that? Just I I was already doing it last summer. I just decided I got to narrow my marketing approach because I did a lot of ads on the internet and got views. I got over a million views on my video Iron Patriot Rock Roller. I don't know if you've seen that. They filmed me. I did. My friend in Vegas came down and filmed me on Hollywood Boulevard, you know, and stuff. So um, that was that was that was a, a lot of the stuff that happened with the suit and everything. But what was I just talking about? I can't remember what I was just talking. The Mike Redbar. How is it? Yeah, you hit that oh, vape yeah. pin. So now we can't remember anything. So, that vape so, pin's so, starting to work. Yeah, he. Um, You're getting oh oh speak. 
Wait, speaking of weed, let's actually go to this. You know what? Let's say what caused the big riff with Kill Tony is that you went on getting Doug with High, and you you guys rode. So you had to go to Tony's house, right? And and then after it, you wanted to, you you sent an email to Doug Benson. I smoked a bowl with Doug Benson before, but you sent an email to Doug Benson asking him to be a regular on the show. Ex- extrapolate. I, I yeah, I sent a message to Doug Benson on Twitter. First, I had the. This is how Doug works. First, I had to get Doug to follow me so I could send a message. And then he said it was good for one time, but he didn't want to have me as a regular because he was kind of teasing me that he, I just decided to try. I knew the odds weren't good, but I knew I was going to stop doing Kill Tony. And that's when I called Tony and yelled at him. And that's why we're sitting here where we are now because I really hurt his feelings because, I mean, he did give me a lot, but just the way I yelled at him, but I just felt like, his ego was getting out of control. And I, I said to him, I go, Tony, we both created this show together and he would not agree with me. And that really hurt my feelings. He wasn't, he was just looking at it as a one-sided thing that, I mean, I know he had a lot of power. He had the connection with Joe Rogan and Red Band, but I'm just talking about as far as the show, I came, it's like, I'm used to being in bands where everybody shares, you know, when I was in Dallas, I played in a bunch of bands in the eighties and nineties. And it was just a, everybody shared the thing but the problem with this kill tony thing is brian and tony had already negotiated a deal before the show started they were going to split everything 50 50 so the is deal that still our- the deal you think that's oh, still yeah. the deal See, that's today? why everybody kind of is on the outside it's just the deal is them together everybody else is i don't know if what do you think pay- jeremiah gets what do you think jeremiah well, i don't know if if they pay him now or what they pay i just know i wasn't paid i wasn't paid because Red Band just paid me an exposure. That's what he usually does, because people are so desperate in Hollywood. His little chunk of fame that he can give you from being on his show is better than nothing. Money. You can't, yeah, you better than yeah. any. I mean, you can't get a, a role in a major show and the good shit. So you got to, I mean, I'm not saying I love Red Band. I, in 2009, I started getting into He thinks you hate him. He thinks you hate him, though. Well, well I mean, we, we've had a beef for a long time, but deep down we have a lot of love between us it's just just feelings were hurt and then we stopped communicating and that's a disaster for any relationship so i don't know what's going to happen i maybe we'll never reconcile that that could be a possibility but i'm just saying on my side i'm ready to let it go they want to just let it go and have fun they got a new band that has like three talented black musicians that play with gary clark um, I'd come down there dressed like this and bust out some moves and sing if they wanted to have me on. They they should fly me into Austin for the hunt for the 500th episode in April and take me on the Joe Rogan show. We talk about it, laugh, and then do the Kill Tony. I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, though, there's a lot of momentum now for people would love to see that happen. So just have fun and let the fans get to see me again. I mean, there's a lot of them that still love me. I know a lot of them hate me too, but they might even enjoy seeing me come back just because it's going to be the most watched podcast episode of all time. If they do it right, just they should announce it now. Just so the anticipation just boils and boils and boils until, you know, just, yeah, but dude, come on. It just kill Tony. Do they even do it live on video or is it just live? Well, they, they've, had some struggles at this club they're still i don't know if that club has internet connection yet i think it might have they might have just started doing it live but they've had some struggles 
He's got like six badass cameras though in there now. See, that's how I wanted the show to be in the beginning. I wanted it to be, you know, because that's what surprised me. He was already friends with Joe, worked for Joe Rogan back then. It just surprised me we couldn't get better production. But I love the early shows, even though they're real raw. And I love what Brian Redband did with the, it's kind of artistic the way he did it. And people, and also I want to talk about that rap song you just played, because that's one of my favorite clips too. Because I was a, a DJ in Dallas for like seven years from 2000 to 2007. And I used to just download music all the time off the internet. And I got lucky and found that instrumental track for Big Timers Still Fly came out in 2002. And I got that, that instrumental and decided to learn the rap. And that's why it sounds so good because there's no vocal. It's just a karaoke thing. And then I'm doing the rap on top. And I just decided to leave the end bomb in there because I just hate messing with the lyrics, you know? I mean, when, when the doors went on Ed Sullivan, he tried to tell him to change the lyrics to, you know, come on, baby, light my fire. I'm, that's, I'm old school. It's just don't don't change the shit. Just, I mean, I'm so glad Tony didn't even, I mean, he didn't even know I was going to do it. But um, you That know, was hilarious. Know, I didn't know at the time Tiffany Haddish was going to blow up to be such a big star now and everything. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure all of us right now might be coming up. I mean, talking to you, you might be some future famous person that I don't know about right now. I mean, you're doing so good. At, at my age, I wasn't kicking ass. I know how hard it is to get people to watch. Like what you're doing right now, extremely difficult to get people to pay attention into a show. It, you know, I'm not even a known name or anything, but I mean, it's just crazy at your it's age. It's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. That's oh, why I'm I so mean, grateful for I, the people watching. I mean, you should reveal your secrets. It's, it's not easy. I mean, see, last summer, this is what's, I don't know if you heard this on Red Bar or not, but last summer I spent $75,000 on Google Ads. I went in deep because I thought I was chasing the, that viral carrot. I was just where did you get $75,000 to invest? Did you inherit Uber, some money or something? From Uber. Shut was, the was, front door. Shut the fuck up. Dude, You're lying. You're full I of shit. I was kicking ass. Dude, I was so disciplined with Uber. I woke up every morning and drove like seven, eight, nine, sometimes 10 hours every single day I was driving. I mean, I was, I was meeting so many people. I was turning them on in my videos and stuff. I mean, the memories I have. Did you like I, that? Did you like that more than than oh, I, uh, I, being on a it, set? It, but what about what it, about being Parks and Rec? It can't can't be better than that. Yeah, if you went, if you go to my YouTube channel, if you look at Jeff Crabtree or Iron Patriot, the links in the below. If you guys you guys want to see his chat channel, uh, the yeah. link is below. Yeah, there's. I've made several videos of me singing. I used to sing to my passengers, and I called it Carpool Crabber. I would they would freak out because they didn't know I could bust some tunes and. I, the song I would sing was kind of like, I'd go, I sleep all day, I'm up all night, that's just a crazy part of this rock and roll life on the TV and radio, I'm selling records and I'm holding yeah. in the dome, cause I'm a famous rock roller, beautiful girls hanging on my shoulder. I'm a famous rock roller. I'm staying young while my friends are growing older. Yeah. 
Patriot, baby. Yeah, oh, we love it. Stone, dude. I didn't know, I didn't know you got me stoned, dude. I didn't know you got me stoned, but you got me smoking. <laughs> yeah, dude, sing it out. Wait, dude, we're free. This is a free-form platform, yes, dude. We let it all hang out. We're going to let your hair down. But I want to I want to find some of your other but, clips. But see, cause... I'm glad. See, this is what you get when you give me notice. You told me, gave me plenty of time to get ready. When Red Bar called me Saturday night, you don't give me. He didn't, I mean, I knew it was a surprise because he saw that the buzz was breaking and he wanted to get a hold of me right away. But he's done that before, and I have sent him some emails before, and he should have known what was What's happening, that? and we could have set up a time, and I could have got. But instead. He's surprising me. I'm putting on my clothes. I'm trying to get ready. And then you can hear him. And I featured this in an ad. He's mad about it now. He's mad. I featured in the ad because he was talking shit that I wasn't ready and for the interview. Like, I'm yeah. supposed to be ready. That is the end of the ad. Wait, did, did you cut that ad yourself, though? Because at the end yeah, of the interview. Yeah, well, I did different ads. But the last one, he didn't like it because he thought it made him look like. But I just thought it was interesting because I mean, but I love the guy too because he, he gives me love. I mean, he put it out there. He said I gave my life to that show, and Tony gave me nothing. I mean, he he, he put some shit out there that you know it, it needs to be said. So I love him for that. And, and he didn't like the part where he was just playing video. You see the part where he was just sitting there playing the videos and smoking. Yeah, he's tripping. Yeah. He's tripping big time because he's he's not wasn't talking. And what I, I want him to realize, you don't have to try so hard. People don't mind to just sit in there and listen to this. He's such a great master of production. I love just sitting and chill and playing it. See, that video is something I put together. It goes real quickly through all the iron, the shows of Kill Tony real quickly. I edit it. So he just keeps introducing me like the Iron Patriot, you know, over and over. So even though he was silent, it was an entertaining thing because the People don't get how deep I look at shit. They don't understand. I'm not some fool. I'm, I've been in this game for over 40 years. I got my first guitar in the late 70s. I've been doing this shit. I've been playing the game for a long time. So people in the chat saying Tony sucks. Grounded Extracts is a friend of mine. Yeah. So so, but you you want to be nice to Tony? You don't say Tony sucks, do you? You don't you don't believe that, do you? I mean, I, he, he kind of does suck. He sucks. When I, listen, listen. When I went back for the 100th episode in two, 2015, I was shocked how he talked to me. He just, it was incredible. And he knew how bad I wanted to perform. I'd always dreamed of being in the main room that night. But if I hadn't dreamed that hard for so long, I would have just said, fuck you. Because the way he talked to me right away was just incredible. Just, he said he's going to build a comedy empire. And, you know, if I'm lucky, I can be part of it, but I better be a nice boy. Don't try. I mean, just the way he, he was not talking to me with the respect I deserved. Uh, and also he was like saying shit. Yeah, like, hey, like, real listen, quick. listen, listen, yeah. listen, one more thing. He was saying, before I forget, he was saying, um, don't even try to promote anything tonight. So I'm just thinking to myself, I'm part of the momentum of this show that helped from the very beginning, because even though I wasn't on anymore, people still were talking about it and, the, it kept the buzz. It was it was good for the show. Just whatever I did, it just made more people pay attention. So he should be talking to me. I'm coming back to feed off the trough, you know, of something. Just kind of like when David Lee Roth came back to Van Halen, he's coming back to something he helped create. He, he, might he, he was my- an asshole. Dude, you don't have to defend it. Tony should have been a lot nicer to you, even if he did it. And let's just say he was doing it ironically or sarcastically. The way he treated you, I'm just saying he should at least be sarcastically he just, he nice. He's so, yeah, but it's, it's just I, ridiculous. 
I'm not the only one. I mean, he's rubbed a lot of people wrong. So, I mean, Brody Stevens really noticed the change in tone. Just You're talking about Brody. Let's talk about Brody because because this is about the mental health thing. Brody Stevens was a badass comedian that was really respected by the community, but he had serious mental health issues. And when I was there, I remember like there was mental health issues where like, you know, he had to be talked down by Zach Galifianakis and stuff. So I'm, I'm guessing when I left, obviously it got much worse because he ended up killing himself. So how did he kill himself? Kind of tell well, us about what you know about other, It's like a thing with my brother. When you mess with that medication... I think it compromises your ability to deal with reality. And well, the SSRIs guarantee you to have suicidal idolization. That's why I'm against big pharma. I think, like you know, with this vaccine and everything, it's they, they do not have our best interests. You know, that's a part of one of my messages. And I'm telling you, those SSRIs, that marijuana you're smoking is way better for your brain, in my opinion. Well, I mean, we still don't know what happened with my brother. I mean, just. We don't know how much of it was the medication and how much he was going through himself, you know. So we didn't try to go after the doctors and sue him because we didn't know. You can't really. That's not really a court case. But what happened? What, 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 what so did Brody, Brody so say? Brody, to, to... Brody also, you got to realize with Brody, he was just feeling that competitive energy we all feel in L.A. because we just all want to succeed. It's just that's all that, that matters in this city. So he was starting to see his friends like Zach Galifianakis go up, up, up in bigger and bigger movies. And then he's seeing his friends come in nice sports cars parking in the comedy store parking lot. But his career maybe well, isn't going up that fast like that. So it, 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 you can try to dismiss it and say, oh, I don't care. But it gets in all. I mean, you were in L.A. You felt it. I mean, it's just sometimes you look at the actors on set and you go, oh, my God, I, I know I could be him. But I can't. It's toxic. It's know. toxic. You know why? Because they see people that are social justice warriors, excuse me, that get it rolled because maybe they're not the talented, but because their skin color is the right thing or something like that. And I'm just saying it's an unfair system out there. That's why you see people that are having success and you always think you can get it. So when you see Brody Stevens sees, you know, Tony Hinchcliffe pulling up in a Corvette, is that true that Tony Hinchcliffe bought a Corvette? Well, I mean, I don't know. It, it seems like they've made it a lot of money, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying is the demand for me to come back is just going to continue to go up. I mean, if you go five years from now, I'm sure there'd be money on the table by then. If some some club will offer like if you guys will get back together because people are never going to forget about because they can't take away. Yeah, but Tony, I don't think Tony would ever do that because Jeremiah is like his right. hand. I mean, they'll bring you on, I think, for, you know, a a show, but they don't want to have a permanent deal. I feel like he's. well, I'm glad you're hopeful about that because I have doubts even if I would come on one show, but I don't know where his mind is. I don't, Red Bar said, and I've heard it from someone else that Tony was wishing COVID on my mom. I mean, what? Oh, like, well, how did that come I out? I this from a few sources and I mean, I think. I wish your mom, I hope your mom does not get COVID. We're here at the no, Conspiracy Castle. We I hope your mother does not get COVID. I told my mom because I thought it was funny. I mean, she freaked out, but I just thought it was hilarious. I mean, it's, it's kind of, I'm just flattered he's talking about me because if I was living out in the woods somewhere, he wouldn't be saying stuff about my mom. So I must be creating some kind of buzz now, whether he's pissed or hates me or loves me or, or whatever. But I don't know. I just don't know because people are going to continue watching those shows until the end of time. So I don't know at what point are they going to want to communicate with me again. If they don't want to, I'm going to be okay regardless, you know. I make my own videos. I make a lot of fun content on my channel. I'm finally connecting with people. So I feel good about my odds 
I mean, I've been putting these red bar things right now as we speak. If you went on the YouTube, on the YouTube channel for Kill Tony, which has 100,000 subscribers, there's a good chance you're going to see my ad playing with red bar talking. Because did you see the, the, the thing they just did was even funnier because they talked. Yeah, you saw that. They talked about the whole thing. And, and red bar, it was so hilarious because he literally said, I picked the worst moment of red bar from the last year. Yeah, you did pick kind of a weird thing, but it was showing you all your intros. I I mean, I thought it was okay, you know. But see, there was another part to that before that they clipped off, whoever sent it to him, where where he was talking about how I was the band before they had Jeremiah and Pat Reagan. I was the band. So there's a lot of people that still don't know about me. So I was just wanting to put the story, kind of summarize what happened. And I don't know. I mean, a lot of people just think I'm bad because I can't move on and stuff, but... I'm just having fun with it. And as, as people are, would, weren't having fun with me, I would have stopped a long time ago. I mean, there's still a lot of people out there. See, I just had to embrace it because anytime I try to do something that's different than Kill Tony, no matter what, I get the people wanting comments saying, well, tell us stories about Kill Tony. Tell us more gossip about Tony Hinchcliffe or whatever. But it's like, I just finally stopped fighting it and, you know, tried to just go with the flow and have fun with it because it's just no point and just if it's a plant that keeps growing i'll just keep giving it water i mean i'm not depending on anything or whatever but it's just fun i mean i wouldn't have got it this interview with you if i didn't start out with something like that so you yeah know, we'll, and we'll, you are we'll see, yeah it we'll got me i got I mean. I'm saying it got me interested in the Iron Patriot, and now my audience is going to see the Iron Patriot because it's interesting because I like to hear the conspiracy of the show that you're one of the original people, and now they kind of kicked you to the curb. And, and like, you look at Brian Redband, though. Uh, uh, why? What was? Tell me a little bit about your beef, though, with him. You didn't like the production quality of the show, but he talked so poorly about you in that one clip. Well, I don't I really mean, think I that's fair. I don't want people to think I'm all critical about his production because I love the way he did. Those videos have a charm about him that'll never go. They're classics. I mean, it doesn't. Well, I'm just trying to figure out what what was the beef. Like, what else was it? Yeah, was I mean, it just I mean, that we, comment? I, I didn't even on Twitter. I was the the, the tweet the tweet that, and I didn't even know he was still looking at my tweets. But this was a couple years ago. I didn't even know he was still looking at them, even though I sent them to him. And the tweet that that pissed him off is I said. It took 22 years for Van Halen to reunite. It might take just as long for Kill Tony. And I got a lot of people making replies. People think it's fun. They love those kind of tweets. And then all of a sudden, I get a tweet from him, and it just says, move on. You know, or just... Wow. Wow. He's not going to like this. Now, that's pretty clear. Were you ever... Uh, was, was Rogan ever the guest of any of the episodes you did? Oh, I'm the 100th episode. See, that's the funniest part is Pat Reagan had some fun with Joe Rogan and kind of fooled him because Joe Rogan didn't like my question. The whole 100th episode of Kill Tony, if anybody out there wants to watch, just check it out. It's lit. The way Tony that's, that's your favorite. Is that your favorite episode of Kill Tony that you're probably, on? Probably. I mean, episode? I love him a little bit. I mean, the way he, he, he brought the crowd to the edge of their seats in that episode just because they didn't know if I was going to be there or not. See, I'm the only character on his show that he can do that with. He's just, it's like a secret weapon. But see, this is something else I want to ask you about and get your opinion that seems crazy to me. Over the weekend, I finally listened to my friend, Paul Harrell, who does Iron Man in Hollywood, who trained me when I first got the suit in 2013. He was on me that I got to get my IMDb page going. 
And I was saying, oh, I don't want to spend the 140 to sign up for the IMDb Pro because I don't really have much. I'm just been an extra. Like one movie I was in called Supernova 2012. And then, you know, some other credits that weren't even me. So I, I was saying, oh, I don't want to. But this last weekend, I finally said, I'm going to put the 140 out, which was painful, and then just do this IMDb Pro. But I did my own account, Jeff Crabtree IMDb, and I put a bunch of pictures and they went in there instantly. And then I decided to go to the Kill Tony IMDb page, which I'm already was on. They have an IMDb funny. page for a YouTube show? For Kill Tony, they call it a TV series. It's already called it because they've had so many guests on there. They've had every comedian, more guests, comedians than any show has ever had. So the Kill Tony IMDb page, I'm on there. And then I decided to start uploading pictures. But it was a weird feeling because I said, I don't know if they're going to accept these because my status with the show is kind of. You so were for 30 shows. Of, so you're I, there so for 30 episodes. They didn't, have, they, didn't, they didn't have any pictures. So I start uploading pictures. But on these, it said it has to be approved. So you have to wait. So I had to wait a couple days. But then all of a sudden on like sun, on Monday or yesterday, I look at the kill. And you could, if you guys want to look at this, look at the Kill Tony IMDB page, the Internet Movie Database. They uploaded all my pictures. And for the main picture, they got me posing with this hot girl named Paris Dillon that was in this 2020 interview about a catfishing scandal with the, the guy from the Colorado basketball team. And I mean, it's just incredible. They would use that photo. And I'm just wondering who on the other side approved that. Does Tony even know about that? Because that doesn't he probably match. has no idea. He has no idea. But I mean, that, isn't that to you pretty important, though? The IMDb page for a show. How could they just let that go through? I don't know. I'm starting to work. I'm starting to think, though, Iron Patriot, Jeff, you're on the IMDb for the show. You're on the it ads before the show. You know, maybe <laughs> Jeff Redman maybe has a point, you know, kind of maybe we should say F kill Tony at some point, you know, but even I mean, though you why, are a legend. Why? But I, the thing I'm wondering is why did they approve those? They could have just sent me a message and said, these pictures, we can't, they're rejected. Sorry, but we can't put these pictures on the site because you're not even. Well, they're good show. pictures. They're good pictures. They, they probably Tony wants those pictures. I, I'm just oh, mad that Tony and them don't give you the respect you deserve for a guy that got off. Because let's say you you weren't there when they were at their peak or whatever. Maybe they they got bigger obviously after you left. But you gave him that kickstart. That's some of the hardest thing. That early momentum when when y'all you did it when nobody was listening in in the in the belly room in an empty belly room basically. Were those first shows empty basically? I mean you know probably yeah, ten well, people I mean, in them. I mean. Brian Redband had the momentum of Joe Rogan. That's let's be honest. That's what whole started this whole thing. Because when they started their podcast in two thousand nine, and and Brian was able to promote himself constantly over there for, for all those years. You know, how did so, Jamie? Wasn't Jamie involved with you somehow see, on this, the show? Let me ask you this. Yeah, let me ask before we get into Jamie. Let me ask you this. See, I first got into Brian Redband. I started. I was watching the Ice House Chronicles. He was doing a show at the comedy store called the Death Squad Secret Show. That's what I thought I was going. I didn't know that he had just started a show with Tony called Hinchcliffe's Notes. And the first, I had planned to go on June 3rd, 2013, but I chickened out and waited one more week. They started that first Hinchcliffe's Notes on, you know, in 2013, on, you know, right there on June 3rd. In so, the belly room. I, I first saw Tony in Hollywood in April of 2013. I was in my Captain America suit. I had this whole other leather suit that was like $1,000. And I see Tony. We're at Hollywood and Highland. And I see Tony. He's on his 
weight of the train to go down that, you know, that escalator. The tunnel. Down yeah, the I know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I stop him. And I say, I go, I know you, Tony. I've seen you on the Ice House Chronicles. And I tried to tell him that I said in about a month, I'm getting this suit. I was trying to tell him about this because this thing was being was being shipped to me from England. But he didn't understand what I was getting at. And also, I didn't know I was going to see him at the comedy store. I thought I might see him at the, you know, at the Ice House in Pasadena where they do the Ice House Chronicles. I was thinking I, I just it was crazy because I didn't know. But I would love if I ever talked to Tony again, I would love to know. I've never even asked him if he remembered that moment remembered meeting me because he, he he couldn't have known what I was talking about. He, I mean, that I was planning, a, you know, had the secret weapon I was building like that, you know? So, but people just don't realize how hard it is to do this thing. I mean, I fell on this thing one time um, where I lived there on welcome coming down to go out to the street. I, I tripped over a big roll of carpet and I injured myself and my arm and my, and my body was sore and I, I was, it just frapped, my nerves were shot after that. I, I didn't even know if I could go out again because, I mean, I was glad it happened close Jeff, to you don't, you don't, you don't eat meat, right? I don't eat meat either. I stopped eating meat, you know, over the yeah, last I, year. Yeah, I've been vegetarian for a while just because it suits my stomach better and I just- Me too. My digestion is so much better. People, I don't care if people eat meat because I buy cat food. I'm not like so anti-meat necessarily. I just, for me, my digestion and stomach is way better without the meat. Yeah, I, I've had a real sensitive stomach. I'm, I mean, I can eat most things. I mean, I can go out on the town and eat Taco Bell, eat, eat a restaurant, eat chilies, eat seafood, and I'll probably be okay, but it's a roll of the dice. I could, I could freak my stomach out and be in pain the whole night. You know? I mean, that's just how it is. So I just, I've been on this last year, I've been so serious about everything about my life, just the way I eat, because I can't have any downtime where I'm sick or not feeling good. I got to keep churning out videos. I got to keep thinking of new ideas, keep working. See, I went back to do an Uber um, in like July, all the way till October and had a terrible crash and told my car in Compton, dude, it was you totaled your car in Compton. So have you got a new one? Did you get an insurance check? Well, what I, happened? I, I was doing Uber at the time. And I just went. Were you hitting the vape pen? Were you hitting the vape pen oh, and riding no, on an no, Uber? No, I, Come I, don't, on. I never did that before an Uber trip. I never, I never smoked before. It was all, always at night. But this last year, see, I was on an unemployment for like four months from like March until June. Getting what? Then, Getting roughly how much, if you don't mind? Well, it was, it, was, it was good at the beginning because the government was Can't be enough to survive in California, though. But, California but, the, but the government stopped kicking in the extra money, and that's when I – and then it dropped down to 450 because it was up to like 1000 a week or something when the government was kicking in Four grand a month? Shut it the fuck up. It, it was 2100 every two weeks for like four months, maybe, three or four – and then it, it dropped, the government stopped kicking in the extra 600. And then it went down to 450. And that's when I decided to go back into Uber, which was the craziest three months of my life. Cause I was, it wasn't like the old Uber. I was out in Mad Max, LA pandemic COVID Uber. What was it I mean, like? It was Describe it. I mean, I wore, I got used to wearing the mask. It wasn't that big a deal, I, but I mean- I Fuck the mask. I hate I the mask. Yeah, but I had passengers get in without masks, and some of them were 
pretty intense. I was scared to say anything. They were. I, I thought they <laughs> right, were they like? Were they gangbangers? They, people oh, don't realize dude, there's I a... everybody. I was when I first started out in Hollywood. I thought I was gonna watch where I go, but as the years went on, I just went everywhere. I just let the shit take me on a flow. I was in the nicest areas of town in Beverly Hills and Malibu. I was in the worst part of town. I would I would be down in Skid Row driving right through. I went everywhere. But it ended up being a blessing in disguise when I told my car at the end of October, though, because I really needed to dump that Toyota Prius I had. It was costing me too much money. I learned the hard way. Don't do Uber with your own car because you're going into for maintenance every two months because you're putting so many miles and they're always finding something wrong with it besides the oil change. So I was just dumping money into that. It still had three years on the loan that I hadn't even paid off. So, I so you got lucky, you got out of it. They paid me off for this car. They paid me off for the car, but I'm just wondering when I go, because I'm going to lease the car next time. If, if I have to go back, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm trying to get this wave going now where I maybe could find a way to monetize my buzz now and keep it going um, up. If I could do that, I would love to pull it off. But I, I don't Yeah, but mind. you're going to need to still, you're going to need to still work. Yeah, I don't, no mind, I don't mind. I Uber, have to work. I, have to. I mean. But I don't mind. I don't mind if I have to. But I'm I'm concerned when I go back to try to lease the car. I mean, the guy um, from um, why they're gonna approve you for a lease in two seconds. Well, but listen, they blame the shit on me. The guy at the insurance, they didn't even. The, we didn't even find the guy who hit me from behind. We didn't Did you have, have full coverage? Yeah, I mean we. Hey, live, love, Woody. I see you in the on the. Yeah, Instagram. they, they yeah. It ended up being a blessing in disguise, but. Last summer, I was singing the blues because I spent all that money. I spent 75000 and I didn't know what I got from it. And also, this was what was confusing. The Google ad manager. Why didn't you buy Bitcoin? You should have bought Bitcoin at that time. Oh, no, Google ads. What the I heck? I wish I you should have bought ads. You need to buy ads on Pornhub. That's how you go viral. Hindsight's 2020. Hindsight's 2020. But what was I talking about? What, what was I just talking about? About your seventy-five thousand dollars you spent on Google Ads. Yeah, yeah. So I spent all that money, and I got you know I had some videos that kind of went viral and stuff. But it wasn't as soon as I stopped the ad, the momentum didn't keep going. And also, the Google Ad Manager that used to talk to me, we could not figure out why they weren't because to to be monetized on YouTube, you have to have a thousand subscribers and you have to have over four thousand hours of watch time. We could not figure out why it was showing in my analytics that I had over 60,000 hours of watch time, but it was only giving me like a thousand hours of credit on the, it said I still needed three more thousand, you know, hours, hours of watch time. But see, they don't count all that watch time of the ads. They don't count that because they can't put another ad on that. They, they like things, your normal videos where they can slap that ad on there. But when they're already playing my video in an ad, even though people watch, sometimes people will watch my ads. I have short movies in there. People, people told me that during Joe Rogan, they were just letting my movie play and because they were in no rush to get back to Joe Rogan. I mean, I, I just wish people would relax and just enjoy the whole experience. Just if you watch Kill Tony, you see my video, I'm just maybe sing, lip singing to a song or having fun. Or it's a red bar interview that, that he did with me. Just enjoy it. And then when it ends, Kill Tony keeps, and then that satisfies the Kill Tony fans and the ones that, and if you want to skip it, you in five seconds, you just skip it. So 
I don't know, Red Bar, he goes up and down. He was real positive about it. And then he gets real negative. And he's, I mean, the dude drinks a lot, man. On that show, he drunk a whole bottle. He said that day he drunk a whole bottle of Jim Bean. I kept checking into the show because it's a live feed on his website. I'd check in every once in a while. He kept getting drunker and drunker. And then at the end, he was just wasted. Todd Stith had some guy in a hospital bed. He's talking about. Well, Joe Rogan and all of them are good. They all get all fucked up. That's what their whole vibe is to get like. That's why I don't. I don't necessarily like that vibe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the shit face vibe. I, I like. I couldn't do this show if I was drunk. I mean, I could do it high. I I don't, but I mean, I can't do it shit face. I mean, it doesn't really bother me what they do. They could, they could do what they want. But the thing I'm saying though, the thing I'm wondering about is. Like, you know, I'm e- emailing Mike. I'm always emailing every day. And I know, like, like Mike Redbar. I, I know the hangover he's got to have after a day like that. His, he's got to be in pain. I mean, because I remember when I, I did my fair share of drinking it during. Different Are you talking about red? You're talking about red band or red bar? Red who, bar, who? Red bar. Yeah, both of them are pretty much alcoholics. I mean, both of them just love to drink. I, mean, I don't know how much Red Man does, but Red Man had that show Dysentery. What? what? When I was in 2000, he had a show. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause real quick. What, when does Red Bar start his stream in the morning? When does he start drinking the whiskey? What, did, what time does he do his well, live he, show? His, I, his last stream came on Valentine's Day on Sunday. It started streaming around three or four. But in the afternoon, he, but but he said he had been drinking all day. He's he'd already been about halfway through a bottle of that. He was, I mean, he was tripping big time. He didn't like the ad I put on. He was just he said it was unbearable. And here I am, I'm stoned at home thinking, oh, he's gonna love this because it really summarizes the shit how I want him to. I love how he what he said. That's all I want to just put a simple message out there. But he hated it. He wanted it to be a part where he's you know talking all his stuff which yeah because cool. he wants to get I, some clout he wants the clout from it god I mean, bless I tried, see, this is another interesting thing i want to tell you about these google ads i tried different things with our interview before i got to that last video when i tried to put on our first interview interview onto google ads it has to be approved and they rejected it because we got into some politics we got into the race thing and i wish i wouldn't even talked about it because i don't even want to what are Red Bar? Hey, real quick, what is Red Bar's politics? I can't tell because because he's well, not. He's, I don't know. I haven't. I don't know that much about him. Probably don't want to know. But he seems pretty Democrat. I don't know. He's, he, I don't know. He seems like a Democrat. Democrat. I don't know. It's hard to tell. He know. says he's, he's not a lib. I mean, if he's like if he's like me, he probably's got friends that are both Republicans and Democrats. So that's yeah. That's why I, I, that's why I try to stay in the middle because I got friends on both sides. It's not good for me to go too far because then I start getting pissed off. But you know, so that's but but anyway, yeah, he was pissed off. But Jules, you know his sidekick, Jules, that sexy woman that is his. Is that his coach. girlfriend? Is that his wife? Who is Jules? Yeah, his wife. I like her because she's always standing up for me. I mean, she, she put yeah, she's the, very nice. She's great. He needs her. I want, so she's probably not getting all shit face. Like he is obviously. Well, not. who knows? I mean, maybe she, she drinks too, but that's, I'm just saying though, you know what it's like the next day. See, that's what I like about this shit. I could smoke till I'm stoned out of my mind and I'm still only two hours away from being normal. again. This shit. And plus I've been smoking for so long. 
Well, you're farther than two hours. You'll never get back to normal, Iron Patriot, but that's fine. Neither will I. We'll never be totally normal. <laughs> but you'll get back to homeostasis, I guess. Let's just put it that way, right? Hit it. Look at that. That's how you hit it, guys. Look at that. Puff the Magic Dragon. Live by the sea. And you got the shades, and you got the freaking Iron Patriot hat. I mean, dude, look at the swag game. How do you have... How's your love life out there? Are you sleeping with a lot of women? I can't really talk about that. I can't believe... There are people that have been through this whole pandemic and have not been smoking the weed and the cannabis and all these nice products they have now because it's way too stressful of time to be. I mean, because I thought once all these states started making marijuana legal, I thought everybody was going to jump on the train and say, let's just get stoned and, and get happy. But it just hasn't happened yet. People are still, you know, resisting. But you know what the funny thing about my sex life is? Is, and I told this junk on Kill Tony. I was actually brave enough to, to reveal this information. The last time I had sex was the last episode of Friends in 1994. May, May, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, it was. What, what episode was of Seinfeld? Last episode of Seinfeld, maybe? When, when it was, it was. Um, God, yeah, it was. No, uh, it, was, it was. It was 1994, the last episode of Friends, May. You, you remember that show? No. Yeah, I know. Yeah, everybody, everybody knew. It was May 6th. It was May 6th, 2004 is the last time it aired. May 6th, 2004. Oh, 2000. Is that what you said? 2004. Okay, I was even trying yeah. to make it worse. It wasn't as bad as I thought. It's still terrible, though. So it's that was 2004. So basically, it's been 16 years. It's so hard to get laid in, in LA unless you're not a famous or like successful Dude, person. I got oh, laid a few times, uh, but it every, was like pulling teeth. Any girl that's even halfway beautiful has a boyfriend. I mean, it's like a hundred dollar bill laying on the ground. It just gets snatched up so quick. I mean, the girls that I see that are pretty and smart, they just go from one boyfriend to the next. There's not even one downtime. They just I had my heart broken in LA by a girl. Oh, oh my heart broken. Yeah, yeah. I saw she she left house. me. She better dealed me really fast. That was my probably not my first heartbreak, but one of them. I was like, whoa, wow, girl's going out with me. Next thing you know, she's going but, out with a pro baseball but player. I, I, you know, I told that joke at the comedy store, and they couldn't believe it. But it's just I've been so focused on this career for so long that I just I'm kind of glad, and especially with all the stuff that's breaking out about people getting in trouble from sexual things they did wrong. You know, I'm so glad. The Me Too I, movement. What do you What do you think about the Me I'm Too glad movement? I was staying away from it, so I didn't get pulled into some girl pulling me into something and then trying to say I, I raped her or something. It's kind of good, but I mean that is something that I'm looking forward to if I could pull off getting famous. Is um, man, what is that's like the tail of a cat? This is a big fat cat, Sky Bear. He's the one that won't shut up. You see this? Do you have any animals? Is that a real animal? Yeah, this is a cat. Holy shit, I thought you were like doing some Jim Henson puppet shit. <laughs> no, this is my cat, Sky Bear, dude. This is the real deal. Sky Bear, say hello to the Iron Patriot. He started the Kill Tony show with Tony Hinchcliffe. That's Sky Bear. Oh, shit. I something on the keyboard. Yeah, no, this is the real deal. This is not a three-dimensional. This is not uh, um, art, whatever it's called, the virtual reality. This is the real deal. See, people don't understand. I'm always looking at the big picture. Because, I mean, you know there's going to eventually be a documentary about Kill Tony. So, I mean, how they're, they're going to have to include me in that. There's no way. Well, he already did out. one. He already did that documentary. It was very cringe where he they went to, like, Canada and... and, and yeah. Uh, 
Vancouver or something. Yeah, when yeah. I saw youth playing pool or something, and was that the one you're talking about? Yeah, I, I want to try to find the kill Tony with him telling the pizza. Hold on, let me try to find this. Okay, uh, explain though. Uh, you think why you're looking forward to being on the Kill Tony documentary? Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying down the road that stuff is going to be happening regardless of what I do. I'm just saying okay, it's just funny. I mean, if they have the Kill Tony Broadway musical or the Kill Tony convention, how many people are going to be coming dressed as me? I mean, so I, I just think the show is going to go on and continue to be bigger. And even if they don't let me come back on, other people are going to want to just have me on their shows because I'm just known as being part of the, the origins of it. So I just try to look at it in a positive way because I was trying to tell you before that I tried to resist it at first and it's just stupid to do that because no matter what I do, people keep saying, talk about Kill Tony. So, you know, that's why I'm here, Let's, you know. But I mean, I had a lot of different experiences in Hollywood that were separate from that show, you know. That's not the only thing I've done. I mean, okay. I, the, wait, wait, let me ask you this. This is something I want to ask you about. Do you, are you aware of the scene in, in Dallas in Deep Ellum that occurred in the like early 90s and late 80s? Yeah, when the steers and queers, got, all the mesquite people got in that big fight and fucked everybody up. What, you mean when the skinheads came down there or what, just when all the fights started breaking out and the, I don't know, yes. rap music was down there? Yes, I, I, yes. But I mean, in, in the early 90s, there was no trouble yet. It was, it was in the hey, 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 I want to talk about the Dallas. Hold on. I want to talk about Dallas 90s. I'm writing that down. But I want to play this really cringe clip of the of Kill Tony. Where it, the, Hold on. I want to play this clip. Hold on. You can hear it, right? Is there any chance that uh, someone ordered a pizza for us? Was that on our rider? Was that? Was it, did you get the, was there pizza on the thing for us? Let get your pizza. Okay, so now let's get this down. Red Bar already, you know, killed him on this, so I'm ripping off Red Bar right now. But this is Tony Hinchcliffe, and this is him doing a documentary on one of their episodes of Kill Tony. And the reason why this is so cringe is, like, he's talking about his writer, and he's at a comedy club asking them to order pizza from the best pizza place in town, in Calgary. But at the end of the day, these margins for these comedy clubs are nothing. And Tony knows that. And they have pizza there. So listen to his reaction when the guy's like, we have pizza. Okay, so let's watch this whole thing. Yeah, can you just order a large pepperoni, whatever your favorite pizza in town that delivers is? Sure. All right, great. I can get it made here if you want. Is it good here? Decent. Decent? We want, like, we want your favorite. We eat a lot of pizza. Oh, okay. um, I can I can have as many pizzas as I want made here. Yeah. You want a thin? You want this place's thin crust or the best place? I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, I can, get you, I can get you one of everything we make. I think they got like four or five. Of them. All right, let's do that. We'll do that. You want that for now? Yeah, we'll try that out. Dude, he's like so pissed off because the guy's gonna give him free pizza from their thing. Look at him, he's like so sad. What a fucking asshole, dude. Hey, I tell you I mean, something that I was funny because I saw that too is that um, even though that seems like that would be the coolest to have the best pizza, um, I heard Red Band talking on another podcast that he couldn't stand eating pe that much pizza. He just wanted some light sandwiches or something because. Pizza's okay once in a while, but that shit's heavy on your system. I mean, it's well, Tony's a thin little 95 pound guy. Oh, yeah. He can eat pizza but all day. He shits it right. Yeah. See, that's me and me, Brian and Tony were from three different generations. We're all like 10 years apart. Tony's like 20 years younger than me. 
So, you know, that's what people got to realize too. He's kind of coming, he's at a part of his life where, you know, of course he thinks he knows everything just like I did back then, you know? So I cut him some slack with that. I'm just, I would have done things differently if I could have gone back. I would have been more patient and I would have just said, hey, I need to take a break. See, I tried to come back two months after I left that same year. I tried to come back two months and you should have saw the cold shoulder they turned on me when I first walked into that belly room. When I, it was like- What do you mean you tried to come back? You came back oh, in yeah, your uniform see, and what I happened? Left, I, okay, I left on Kill Tony 34. Kill Tony number because, three. Because after you did getting dug with high after yeah, that yeah, thing, yeah. So you, you sent him an email. So okay. start, starting on starting on Kill Tony 35 is when they started talking trash about me. I mean, they start just, I mean, shredding my name at that point and having other people dressed as the honor patron. Well, about two or three months later on Kill Tony number 48, I decided I'm just going to come back and see what happens. Because I was ready to, I mean, I kind of, I had kind of tested the waters, and I'll be honest, there wasn't a lot of options. I mean, it's sad. There's not There's a lot no of options. Dude, I know. You don't know what you got till it's gone, so you had some buyers from so I, I, I just had to go back. I had to go back and just see what they would say. So when I came into the belly room that night, they were all sitting. It was Brian, Tony, and Josh Martin were just sitting in a row with their heads down like this, just like they somebody had said i'm coming in they knew i was coming up so when i and then they just started um just yelling at me i mean it was just incredible how they were what do you mean they started yelling at you what do you mean what do you mean that from that point on tony had the upper hand because he knew i was trying to come back to try to i was swallowing my pride i was trying to come back and tony was not because i tried to say let's if, if we can let it go i'm willing to do it but Tony, Tony Hinchcliffe looks oh, like the most stubborn motherfucker I've ever seen. Tony he wouldn't even eat the pizza Tony, at that at that comedy club. He didn't even want to eat the he pizza. He said, yeah, he said, um, no, I don't think it's going to work. He, he, Tony was not encouraging it. And then finally, and I had this prepared, too. This is what's so funny, because I knew there was a chance they were going to kick me out. So they started saying, and then I, I made a funny reference to getting done with high. I said, you, you said I farted. Cause I don't know if you remember that part of the show when they accused me of a fart that I didn't really make. It was just my costume made a sound and Red Band could, could uh, you know, he said I farted and I said something to him about it that night. And then he tries to go, oh, I'm a comedian. He brushed it off like, oh, I had to, I'm a comedian. So I had to, you know, make a fool of you and accuse you of a fart that you didn't do, you know? So um, so when I when I said that to him, he, he tried to, he, he said one time that my, the experience with me was like with a girlfriend. I mean, that's how close we were. I mean, we, me and Brian are really close. It's just when feelings get hurt, sometimes people just separate and sometimes it might come back together and sometimes not. I mean, I'm just open to whatever happens, you know, so. How did know. Jamie fit into the show and where was Jamie uh, he, on the well, he took over for Brian Redband because when Brian Redband got so overwhelmed, see, Brian Redband has been doing other shows besides Kill Tony because he has the DeathSquad.tv network. I mean, he has a lot of shows. You know, he does. He's, I mean, he's, I mean, he's more focused on Kill Tony now, I mean, but he does, you know, do other, you know, other stuff. But um, he was doing Brothers in Cursive, and I think there's having some issues with them. I don't know what's going on with them. I guess I thought they were going to move to Austin, but I guess they 
you know. Are they not? David Lucas and they're not going to move to Austin? I bet they are. I bet they will. Well, what do you think of William? Do you think he's he's, a, he's an insane character? He looks nice, he? but I just, with all due respect, I don't know him that much, but I watched his sets on Kill Tony. He wasn't very funny on his sets there, but I no, know he's, it's got harder and he's got that character thing going where it doesn't I know really he's a character. He's a funny, he's a yeah, funny guy. I'm not calling him not funny. I'm just yeah, saying his yeah, kill yeah, Tony says he wasn't that great on the show. I didn't think he brought that much to kill Tony, but he's a yeah, funny he, guy. I mean, I think he, he has his own style, you know, and stuff. And I don't know. This last year has just been so inter interesting to see how this COVID thing has disrupted everything and especially the comedy community. Because I mean, that's a hard place to do. I mean, those waitresses are in there getting real close with the customers, getting drink orders. It's not a world that is conducive for COVID. It's terrible. Yeah, and you think they're ever going to open up? Do you think? Do you think the comedy store? Well, will ever Austin, open up? That's why they're so happy to be in Austin now because they're going to open up a lot quicker than we are in LA in Austin. So if they can just get back past this bad weather they're having now, they probably could start putting. They got a line out the door already, so you know. You know, what do you think? Do you, see, do you see they have that dude that has the a ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, Michael Lehrer? You've noted there's a dude in a wheelchair that's on the show now. So No, but they've had a lot of different people on that show. Yeah, like they've had see, girls. I mean, they've had, no, they've had a rolling happy. door. Yeah, I'm kind of happy I, I started something where a lot of people were able to come in and use because nobody cared about standing on the side of the stage till I did. I mean, Tony was just planning on doing like, all he cared about was the comedy, one minute of comedy, and then him talking to them and interviewing and talking to them. That's all he really cared about. All he cared about he is would, what Tony he, did. He, uh. he would have been perfectly happy just doing that. But I was the one that opened it up to, hey, let's improv a little, let's do some songs, let's, and that's what created that where Pat Reagan and Jeremiah were able to come in and fill that void after I left. So, and then it's gone all the way up to Michael Lehrer now that I'm surprised he isn't already a big news story. This guy's, they were saying he could die. I don't know what his status is now, but he's got Lou Gehrig's disease, which is nothing to play around with. So, but he's real well, funny too, but he was also in. in oh, cause Jer wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Cause Jeremiah didn't move to uh, Austin. No, did he? Either. he didn't move there either. He's, He's about to have a child with, he's, he's married. He's about to have a kid. So he probably didn't want to uproot and, and they weren't probably going to be able to pay him any money. I'm just wondering with the new band, the three black guys, number one, are they paying them? And if they're not, how long are they going to be able to get away with that? And, I mean, I don't know. I, just I don't know. Gotta, you need to look into it. You need to be the Kill Tony investigative journalist. I mean, hey, Iron Patriot, that's your idea. That's what you should do. You should be like the Kill Tony super fan after show. Why don't you make a Kill Tony show and try to feed off theirs? No, I, you know, I, which I'm all you need is do. download. All you got to do is download StreamYard. I, I don't use StreamYard. I use a different stream no, lives. But I'm you can figure out how to do this. this. No, I'm going to use this clip we're doing right now talking to you. That's what I'm putting on my channel tomorrow. Go ahead, please share it. Yeah, all you want. Yeah, need, yeah. I don't need anything but this. You, you make it look so good. I, I mean, I'm just glad you just give me the respect. I mean, that's what I like about you. You just sent the message. You real direct. It's gonna be this time. Let's get before the show starts. Let's hook up. So I like that kind of shit. A lot of people, other people, are always late, and you know they don't want to keep organized. But well, a lot of people I don't do live shows. A lot of people don't do the live show. You know, they oh, do an interview yeah. and then they I mean, put out late. 
doing the live show is better because it keeps you on time because you know if you want to start at the right time i think that helps keep the motion going you know it keeps the moment I mean, you just want to keep building this up is that what you want to do with this just, you just i'm going to be huge i want to be one of the biggest you know i want to be like the next alex jones but even hey, more what, intense can i ask you this when you go on your analytics when are you getting the most views because i could see you know my whole week when i'm getting I mean, wait, is it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? That's when I noticed podcasts are the biggest, like in the beginning of the week, from what I noticed. I mean, to be honest, I don't even look at the analytics that much. I should. I mean, sometimes the difference, like, like I do a show with another guy, Jaron, who has a huge channel. So, my the Thursday show because of him that's my most popular show so he kind of throws off my analytics as my biggest show yeah, is dude, you know you know that's, is, that's but that's because of him because he's such a big time bro he's a bigger broadcaster than me you know it's cross promotion it's it's, it's gonna work like right now when I put just on my YouTube tomorrow there might be some of my people in my audience see you and get turned it's already happened I've had I bet some people I bet some people will follow you right now guys in the chat please go sub Iron Patriot his link is YouTube channels in the uh, in the description on all the platforms streaming right now I'm sure some of these people are these night my audience is great I have the best audience I couldn't ask for a better audience than the ones that I need all the love I can get I cannot get enough love you need some real love you haven't been laid since friends we need you to get we need you to get some real love I need to I might call you an escort or lady of the night I might have to it might get to that point i might have to buy <laughs> vegas or something okay so. no here, here i want to i want to share this screen but i want to show this you know what though what i'll say is it's a lot better to be an incel in modern times than like a thousand years ago because if you were an incel a thousand years ago you might go your whole life and not even see a naked woman i mean shit you yeah jeff iron patriot oh buddy, send buddy, me here we go Okay, okay, so so explain the story behind this. So this is Jeff Crabtree, and he has a really big YouTube channel where he is like uh, breaks down songs and why they're popular, and you know he's like basically a music expert. And so, how did you get your song to be critiqued by uh, by Jeff? Well, or by what's this Rick, guy's name? What's Rick his name Beato, again? Rick Beato. Rick. His name's Rick. Beato. It's okay, like Rick beat, Beato. It's, it's like the word beat with an O on the end. Okay. And so this is but, him playing your song. So you want I, us to play I, your song? Yeah, oh yeah, do it. Whatever you want to do. I love when you do that. But I'm going to play it. But explain, how did you get your song to be reviewed by well, I song? just I signed up on his website. There's a plan. If you buy the premium plan, it, what it includes is you can send in a video submission once a month and get it reviewed, whatever you want to send in. So What? I, he does that for all of the people on the premium? How much is it a month? Well, it's not cheap. It's... God, what was it? What was I paying? It, I think it might have been a hundred dollars a month or. Wow. I don't know what. Wow. It, I mean, it's it's. I don't. You're know not what still it, a member. I hope. Are you still a member of that no, thing? No, I hope I, not. I'm not a I, They even gave me. I think it's a hundred dollars a month. They even gave me a refund because me and him kind of had a quarrel because like well, it wasn't a quarrel really. And he, I don't even know if he realized. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Hold on. I'll tell you why you had a quarrel. Hold on. You ready for this? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you. Okay, hold on. Can't post. Okay. This okay. Was that hot wearing that thing, Jeff? Where the boys really work hard Time's gonna go real fast So I might as well 
What's up, Jeff? What's up, Jeff? What's up? What's up, oh, Jeff? Shit. Iron Patriot, send me. Here we go. Uh. So, um, this was recorded in 1993. Uh, um, oh, by the way, Jeff, you can't post videos of my reviews online. You have to take it down. Sorry. That's part of the rules. I noticed that you had posted it. And if you want to send it to your mom, you can post it unlisted or give her your login, but you cannot put these up on YouTube. So sorry, but um, got to take it down. Anyways, that being said. Um, okay, so that I, could that be could that be why you guys are beefing a little let me bit? Explain what happened? That all transpired last summer. I sent him a video before that for my video Rock Roller, and then I sent him that, but it happened last summer. And so I didn't post it for a long time. I just decided last week I just couldn't stand it. I thought it was an interesting thing because I attached my real video at the end so people could make the, up their own mind. Just what he says isn't gospel by any means. I mean, he's had no. his own thought about because the, to me it's a special recording because it was my brother before he died. So I don't, it's like the Bible to me. I don't want to change it. I, I don't care if it's raw and it has, because he's a perfectionist. He's, He's been working with all the biggest musicians in the world over the years. So he's like, he's, he wants it to be incredible. Yeah, he's a perfectionist. Yeah. And, and the song sounds good. The song's a good song. He's just, yeah, well, you know, that, but that's his not, job to like, critique it's not, it's not, it. We, we didn't, we did it in Dallas at Crystal Clear Studio with one of the biggest, Keith Russ, one of the biggest music, music producers for bands in town. He's well known. I don't know where he is now, but we went over to Crystal Clear and spent like three grand recording it. So, it's a pretty, you know, decent, you know, recording. Iron, Iron, uh, do you come from a wealthy family or something? Because they're living uh, in Dallas and they moved to Highland Park. I mean, you lived in an affluent uh, neighborhood. We it sounds like house. we were just renting a house over there. We we rented different houses. My my parents were always middle class. My dad had furniture stores and did different. My mom was an artist. She worked at J.C. Penney as an artist and stuff. So. But I have so many memories. I really got to get back to Dallas. That's one of my big dreams is to somehow, I don't know when the chance might come that I could get back, but it would be, I got so many friends there um, everywhere around. I'd even love to try Uber there. I thought about before, like how fun it would be because I know a lot of the streets still. I mean, that, you know, what's that high five thing where LBJ goes with 635. 635. But you would hate, I mean, the tra they would be way better here than the traffic in LA. The traffic in LA. I don't know how you oh, sat God. in an Uber and dude, did that. That dude, sounds insane. I'm telling you, I almost died doing that job for five years. I almost. Yeah, what I had happened in Compton? So you smoked, you didn't, you didn't smoke, but you were no, sober. No, I was, and what, I was what just, you, I did the black guys I, try to rob you when your car no, was broke I went, down? I went out. I just went into the right hand lane and somebody hit me from behind. And I don't, I still don't know where they came from. I don't know if I saw them. But the weird thing is, is the dude who did it has not even come clean. He, we don't know where he is, but they still want to blame it on me. And the, well, you see, have full coverage. Who gives a, a shit? Girl. See, there was a girl in the back. It was a passenger, and she seems to think it was my fault. And then when she yeah, because she wants to collect a check from Uber. Yeah, Duh, she, she, they, pay, they had to pay her off. I don't know how much. I'm, I'm just hoping when I go back to Uber 
the guy told me that there shouldn't be any problem with my record, but who knows, you know, I mean, these are just scary times for all of us, just we're all trying to stay afloat. And, you know, I mean, what do you do on the side to make money? What's your real job? I buy and sell cars. I'm in the, I'm in the wholesale car business. So I'll give you a cash offer on any car. I, I, I don't really like to well, sell retail cars to customers. I buy from individuals and then sell at the auction is my main uh, source. So of you, you, you find cars around Dallas and go pick them up and buy them and then take them to the auction. I'll beat any cash offer you get from any dealer in the state of Texas. I'll add 500 bucks to whatever written offer you have. So that's pretty, is that pretty easy to do? Did it take a while to learn? how? To uh, it it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. It's a lot of like spending 25,000 bucks to make a thousand dollars. It's kind of stressful. Even though I have a loan, I have a floor plan I borrow the money for, but there's just a lot of stress to it. I'd rather just be a broadcaster and get to talk to guys like you, Iron Patriot. And that's yeah, it. If anybody wants to donate, if anybody wants to donate, please go to conspiracycastle.live um, or scan the QR code and all donations are appreciated. But yes, I'm in the car business. When, you, when you're getting weather like this, like what are you guys looking at? Are you guys looking at another week of this or two? I mean, because I remember in Dallas, they could go on forever. It would just, wow. I mean, what, are they, what are they saying with the weather? How long is it going to go on? Well, they said we're supposed to get five inches tonight, but it never snowed like this in my entire life. This is the first Arctic blast, Texas. This is the coldest it's ever bad. The first time they've ever had a winter chill warning in Texas ever, uh, ever since they've been recording that. When I went to, do you know where Lake Highlands Junior High is up by Of course, right down. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly where it is. When I went, I went there from grade seven through nine, and I used to pray for bad weather for school. I was talking about this yesterday about how much fun. Uh, how much fun we'd pray for school to be canceled. That was oh, like the kids dream. all over town are just going, please, more, the more ice, the better. I lived up in Chicago for a while from 1976 to 79. And that's why I was asking Red Bar if he lived there his whole life. Because I was way out in West Chicago. And you talk about some winter weather up there. Woo! The, the, the school bus, I would get on the wheels and just start spinning. And we'd have to get off and go home. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. I can tell that weed is working. You need to be on the Joe Rogan podcast. See, that's what they need to do. Joe Rogan needs to have you on as the original Kill Tony yeah, host. That, that, was like a a... Big, that was a big problem in the beginning between me and Brian. When he found out and he perceived in his mind, because I wasn't really doing it, look this way. He thought I was using him to get to Joe Rogan, which I did want to get friends with Brian and I wanted to go with every, with Brian too. Yeah. Joe Rogan. Why wouldn't you want to know Joe Rogan? He was the but biggest they, podcaster at the time. See, when I said, and there, you can see this on one of the early kill Tony episodes that it was funny. Cause in one of the episodes, Brian even took his phone during the episode and looked at one of my messages. I sent on Twitter. Cause I sent him a message on Twitter. I said, I go, when you guys are ready, Let's do it. Because I just thought we're going to all have fun with You it. sent a lot of messages. You sent messages oh, yeah. to Doug. Oh, yeah. You sent yeah, messages to Jeff. But I don't see why it would make him so angry if he doesn't yeah, I agree. Want to I, I don't just, think it's that big a deal. Me, just tell me. Say to me that you're, you don't think I'm ready. Whatever. I, I get it. But I'm just trying to put it out there that, hey, if you guys want to do it, I would love to do it. If you don't want to do it, let's not. See, that's the weird thing about Doug Benson. It's like he turned against me, too, when I said I wanted to get on his show. If, if he doesn't want me on his show, it's not going to kill me. Just don't act like I'm going to die, but don't hate me. See, I even tried to show up at another Getting Doug 
after that at a live event, after that, and Doug would not let me in the club. He, he looked at me. I was standing outside of me. In the outfit? Were you in the outfit? I had to take, I had to take two bus, different buses. To, it was a dangerous trip. I had to get all the way down to, like, Melrose or down to where, where, where did I go for that? Where did I go for, for, it was down at La Cienga. At, at the, they were doing a thing at Largo and La Cienga. They were doing a live getting dug. It was one of the first ones because this was the first year the show had come out. So it was exciting. There was going to be five different comedians there on stage at the Largo Theater. So I show up in the suit. This was like a month or two after I did that last getting dug with, with Doug. And I'm standing outside the club in the suit. And then, of course, people are coming in the club freaking out that I'm standing there. I'm getting some love from people like, hey, what's up? We'll, we'll see you in. I said, well, I don't know if I'm going to get in. You guys yell when you get in there and try to get them to bring me in. But the creepy thing was, was there was a moment I turned around and looked behind me. Doug was just staring at me from the other side of the, the he was inside and I was out. He was in there looking out, just staring at me with a look of like, this guy is crazy stalking me. You know, that kind of You probably were stalking him a little, to be honest. But I mean, I'm just saying (laughs) it was a shame he couldn't just have fun with it. Just let me know. These guys take the, Tony Hinchcliffe takes himself too seriously. I mean, especially. But hey, but what, what, hey, real quick, what happened with Tony and, 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 uh, and Brody? Wasn't there some beef? And then Tony said he'd changed or something. What was the deal? Oh, there's a video that everybody, there are people in Red Bar is, will blame Brody's death on Tony's, some of it. I don't know how much, but. Is that true? Know. Red Bar? Red Band or Red Bar? Red Bar likes, he believes that Brody's death was caused by Tony. I mean, it wasn't. See, it's hard. It's hard to find all of Red Bar stuff. I need to join his thing. Have, He's such good. I got to join it. And I, I dismissed it because I don't want to blame that. Because there was a lot of factors. But I mean, it didn't help. I mean, because Tony's ego was getting out of control. It didn't help. But I mean, there was a lot of factors in play. You can never blame that on. Because if, if Brody wasn't probably on the medicine, he probably would have been stronger and would have dealt with it. I mean, I've been. When, when, when that shit went down with Brody a couple years ago or whatever, when he took his life, I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, I would have been glad to take his life. I mean, he, he, he was killing him. Yeah, so you would have switched. Yeah. Isn't that oh, funny? God. You would have switched places with him in two seconds. Yeah. He's been on the yeah. hangover. But see, that's uh, the problem. It's that comparative uh, lifestyle. Because he got yeah, a taste of success, it, it fucked did. him. It, it, it made him so toxic he could never but be satisfied. Didn't, he didn't keep on that trajectory, though. He would have been happy if he would have kept getting movies. He wasn't. I mean, he was doing okay. I mean, it should have. I should have been the one that took my life. Because I, I received so much hatred after I left Kill Tony. Brian Redman doesn't know the power of his own death squad army because when he sucked, he sicked all those trolls on me. I've been riding that ever since. I get, I mean, no matter what, I'm telling you, no matter what I put online, that it could be something completely unrelated with Kill Tony. And I'll get these trolls on there that are still, it makes them feel better about their life if they look at me as a failure. It makes them look like, oh, I'm glad I didn't take the risk because look at him. He took a chance and he's failed. So, I, I, they, it's like they want to put it on my tombstone that you should have never left Kill Tony. Rest in peace. They, they just, they want to, to, and that could be very well be my story. But I was just glad to have another wave because in the early '90s I was kind of famous in Dallas. That that scene in Deep Ellum, 
there was a good vibe in that. There was. Oh yeah, explain, it, explain. Yeah, go back to the oh, Dallas nineties. Talk about see, Dallas nineties. All started in the late eighties. The New Bohemian, Edie Burkell and New Bohemian. I don't know if people know her, but she she went to SMU and she went down to Cafe Five Hundred one time and ended up joining the band, the New Bohemian. Well, I know there's like the Start Club was like a big club. Oh and then, God, and- that was fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, the late eighties, the Start Club. I think celebrities like George Michael would go there and stuff and. You know, people doing cocaine and ecstasy was legal here in Dallas oh, for a little God, bit. It was yeah. one of the first it was just places. A yeah. short period there where it was actually, I love the history. And they did a documentary on the uh, Star Club that I don't know if I ever saw. I saw bits of it. I don't. I was wanting it so badly because I was. Yeah, so a friend of mine did it. Wade Hanson worked on it. It's good. You need to watch it. It's really good. You can look it but up. But see, that's you know, Tony was is from Youngstown, Ohio. So his his first experience with a big city was coming to L.A. So when I would I would talk about Dallas on Kill Tony, and he didn't care back then because uh, they even were going to play at a club called the Curtain Club. They had a show there with a guy Doug Simmons that I used to work with that was a manager when I was a band back in those days. And they were going to that club, and I was trying to explain them about Elm Street, how it went down to downtown, and that's where Kennedy got shot, and they didn't give a shit. And Tony didn't give a shit. He's like, why? Yeah, they, they don't know about Deep Alum. Deep Alum's oh, yeah. like the club but, area of Dallas. Tony is fascinated with Dallas now because when he's been there, he didn't know how nice it was. I don't, he didn't know. He loves Austin too. He was talking all highly about, you know, he wouldn't have moved there if he didn't love it. So I wonder if they're going to like Austin. I wonder if Joe Rogan and them are well, going to like know. Austin. I, I don't know how long the comedy store here is going to. Stay open. I, I hey, let's talk about that. Slow down. Let's talk about that. The comedy stores, you know, when I was uh, up and coming, I did a few bringer shows there, and then I got on the open mic a few times. So I performed in all the rooms there. But the vibes at the comedy store is like one of the, I don't know, most intense vibes. It's really not that conducive for comedy see, unless also, you're like. Also, it, how much do you know about Tommy Morris? Because, you know, the talent manager guy there. Yeah, I know a little bit. Not that much, but he was, he, I mean, not a great guy. But I don't know. Something happened where he. He left the club. Was it in a Me Too thing? Was it in a Me Too or something like that? I don't know. I don't know if it was that or I don't know. I don't want to put out. Yeah, I don't want to speculate. I don't either. Let's just say he parted ways with the club. But he was like, he got trained by Mitzi Shore. But see, the club was different back in Mitzi Shore's days. I mean, Mitzi had such a fun attitude. I mean, like when Roseanne came in, she just put her right on the main stage. But once we came and there was Tommy Morris, I think there was a more of a hierarchy there. Of you have to pay your price. Because if I was back in the day... It was a fraternity. Short, it was a comedy Mitzi, fraternity. It was, yeah. You had to be hazed and you had to be a pledge to get on Mitzi stage. Mitzi Shore would have loved my costume. She encouraged people to dress up and they didn't want to. So if Mitzi Shore would have saw me, she probably would have just immediately said he's a star. She would have written your name on the wall. (laughs) I'm just kidding. She would have just said, take it to the main stage. But, I mean, I I liked, Tommy was cool to be on the episode. He appeared with me. He he knew, he said, he referred to me as Patriot. It was pretty funny. Because I asked him, see, I didn't even know about the whole drama that happened with Mencia, where Joe Joe Rogan called him out for joke stealing. stealing I mean, what? That was before Kill Tony. Yeah, I was oh, familiar with that. That was like way in the 90s, I think. Or so. I don't know. No, it was 2010. No, it was 2010. That was where Red Band oh, got yeah, famous. Yeah, Red Band used to be Joe Rogan's personal cameraman, and Red Band filmed all that stuff. Yeah, Red Band was in Ohio working, and he did videos for Doug Stanhope. 
And that got the attention of Joe Rogan. And then Joe Rogan, I think, brought Brian to L.A., which must have been an incredible trip. I mean, you can make a movie about that story, how bringing a kid from Ohio to Los Angeles. Oh, is that why Red Band and Tony are so tight? Because they're both from Ohio? Well, yeah. I mean, they were... They were brewing together in that comedy store. For, it's just logical that all of them would work together because Jeremiah started doing open mics when Tony was the host. So, mm-hmm. but see, I was the wild card. Nobody expected me to come into the store because I wasn't that. I wasn't a stand-up comedian. I just came down there to get on this show, and I knew I just knew it would be good good promotion. And see, that first week I went down there in June of 2013, I also that same week went to the Adam Carolla show and went and saw Kevin Smith at the Improv. I went to three and also the Monday night I went to see Steel Panther at the House of Blues across the street. And there's a whole video showing what happened with that because it's pretty funny. If you, if you type in Iron Patriot, Steel Panther, there's the funniest video that shows them it started out good, but then they started roasting me. That guitar player. Satchel. What is it? Iron Patriot, Steel Panther. Is it on your channel? Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. And a lot of people haven't seen this thing, but it is. And it's embarrassing, too, because, see, I didn't realize that he needed to put the mic down lower. See, it's one of the, mic, uh, one of the biggest it? jokes on Kill Tony was the mic was always down on my dick. People didn't understand why is it down there, but I had a speaker in my chest. That's why it was that right here. Yeah. See, I came on stage. Check this out. Turn it up a little bit. And this is still pet. The audio is all low on the video. This isn't your video. Oh, yeah. No, no, somebody else posted this. Yeah. So this is your stage. Ah, it's too hard to hear this boo-boo version. But see, but see, but, uh, this is what this is the bad thing that happened. I tried to sing "Stop in the Name of Love" by Supremes, which killed at the comedy store, but it didn't work because he had the mic up at my mouth. He didn't know I, I my sound came out down here, down low. But this, this there's a speaker underneath. It's so hard to do this. I have to have a wire coming down. There's a microphone here. It goes down to the speaker down here. So he didn't know. He had the microphone up here. So I'm trying to sing Stop in the Name of Love, and the crowd, not only is it a wrong song choice, because it's not heavy metal, I should have been choosing a hard rock song, but also they couldn't hear me at all. And then that's when Satchel turned against me and started roasting me. I mean, I'm a good sport, and I got some good pictures out. See, that's the thing about me. I'm a survivor. If something happens, I'll always take something positive out and use it to promote myself further. That's a key to my whole career. I don't let it get me down if somebody tries to, you know, but, um, you know. Those are great words. Hey, I want to say this, guys, but we've been live for an hour and 53 minutes, and my stream's usually two to three hours. So, so tonight we're going to – I was going to take phone calls, but I don't know if the chat, if they want to take phone calls. We'll, we'll have you call in again. But so I basically want to, you know, kind of wrap it up, and I want to get your – you know, because I know you're going to share this. So what is the message you want to get out to the Kill Tony audience as we wrap it up the next year, 10, 15 minutes? You know, what uh, – because I know you want to uh, be able to speak your mind. You're buying the ads before a show. What is the message if Kill – if Tony was listening right now, what would you say? Hey, I Tony Hinchcliffe. I went – I don't know if you've ever visited the Reddit page for Kill Tony, but I went on there and became aware of a lot of people are fans that I didn't know and know a lot of things about me. And 
I also had a lot of haters on there, and I even got banned because some of the stuff I posted. I I, post, I tried to post this. You got banned from the Reddit, from the from the Tony Kill Tony Reddit. Kill Tony, but I, I this is how crazy I am. I posted the video of Red Bar interview when I know that Red Band hates Red Bar, so I ended up getting he Red hates Band. him. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, you got banned well, because that. that. See, I don't know. I'm sure these guys know a lot more about each other than I I do, but it's just I wish. For me, Red Bar is like the TMZ of the podcast world. I think he's great. I think it brings more. He's attention. awesome. I think, I think he should be showing your clips. I think he should be showing my clips. Whatever he wants to say, that's fine. But I mean, yeah, he I can make fun of me all he wants. I would, so would work, I would love for him to make fun of me. Red Bar is hilarious. Yeah, oh, it's an honor. It's an honor. Yeah. He pays attention, but but when he was trying to say that Tony was gay, I had to stop it because. It surprised me too. He's not homosexual, so yeah, he has a wife, right? Yeah, I don't think it's kind of hard to label people. I, that's one thing I don't like. I don't like to label somebody gay if they're not. Uh, no, you know, that's I don't, don't want to tell any lies. I mean, I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to suggest any. But he said he makes me laugh. Redbird makes me laugh when he says he's into oh, S and M sex. But well, why? I don't know where he got that from. I was thinking about Red Bar, and he goes back farther than anybody. Back to two thousand and three, I think, is when he started. Cause he's on like season 19 or something now. I mean, it's, he's, he's been in this game a long time. So, I mean, I don't know. It didn't, Red Band tried to get him, his things removed from YouTube. And I think Red Bar was on probation for a few weeks from YouTube until it got. Well, Red Bar's not really on YouTube. This was right around the time I first got interviewed. Cause that's when I noticed he made a, Put a, he puts his clips. Red Bar does things in a weird way. He puts clips on his YouTube, but to watch the shows, some of the videos on his website, you have to pay us. Like right now, I'm paying eleven dollars a month to go on and make edit clips so I can put it. Yeah, to listen to the whole show. Unless you're, he makes people join. I mean, I guess that's the way he's figured out through the years the way to do it. But I mean, he's not doing it like the other podcasters online. Because once you get a hundred thousand subscribers, that's when the advertisers come calling. Because you'll notice on Kill Tony, they're they're giving a lot of speaking. He plays ads. too many ads. I don't even yeah, watch I mean, it. Red Bar describes. There it. were people uh, when I that time when I stormed the stage. My channel's not even monetized. I don't even want to monetize my channel so yeah, people well, can watch it. Yeah, I can't monetize a lot of the stuff I I do. I mean, I just see if if you notice a lot of the ads I've been putting are not are not malicious. I'm just having fun. Some people enjoy watching me lip sing and have fun with suiting on this set, dancing around and being stupid and lip singing to some of my favorite songs. I just wish the Kill Tony, my message to the Kill Tony fan, you, you wanted to know what it was. I would just say, just everybody relax and have fun with it. If you're watching at home on your TV and my ad comes on and, and you go, oh, well, look, Iron Patriot's here with us for three or four minutes. Just let's laugh at him a little. Watch what he does. When he's done, then watch the show. You know, it's like everybody fucking relax. Just just enjoy the experience because there's fans on there that still love me that haven't seen me or don't know what's going on. So you can you can make them happy. And then the haters have the choice to skip the ad if they want to skip it. So it's like everybody wants to complain about so much shit. I mean, Red Bar, he was so positive, but then once he sat down and turned off his ad block and watched it on the laptop with Jules, he was complaining because he had to keep getting up because ads coming and stuff. But if the 
content is captivating enough, people will watch. It's, it's not an easy arena to perform in, I'll admit it. Because when I look at my analytics, like this, the red bar thing I'm doing has been getting a pretty good percentage today. It's getting about one out of every two people are contending if they watch past 15 seconds, that's when you get charged for a view. But that's a hard 15 seconds because the attention span is very, very low for everybody now. I mean, if they don't, they have so many choices on the internet, if they don't immediately like it. So see, that's why I'm trying to put it all together. You see, I got the t-shirt, Kill Tony mm -hmm. t-shirt, the Kill Tony, the original, just people try to just have fun. I mean, it, it, let's, if you don't like what me, about hey real quick what what about to uh, red man and thinks that you have beef with him i'm sure you want to squash that what do you want to say to ryan well, I'm, uh, to red man? I'm ready to talk if he wants to talk but i mean if they want to just go through the rest of his life on the planet and not talk to me again it's their choice that's ridiculous because you were there at the start listen i just you're the first whack packer you're the first part to get the ball rolling i i just don't like that they don't respect you that well but it, with all due respect to tony when he goes to a comedy club and he basically acts like they have to order pizza from another place and that their pizza isn't good enough for him, that kind of tells you the kind of character yeah. that he is. You know, he's very yeah. well, uppity. He's, it, it's got to be. They've had some terrible experiences on the road. I, I don't know if you saw when they went to England. They, they got food poisoning, like a, I think in Ireland, and then they barely made it to a show in Manchester, and then they had to do a show in England. So. They, oh, they, I'm right. so sorry. I feel well, so bad for that one you. I'm sure that tour was hard, but come on. But I'm telling you, in the beginning of the tours, they didn't have that much money, so it, it couldn't have been easy. So. Oh, I know they they were they were definitely bootstrapping it. I guarantee I mean, it. They're they were road tripping. Yeah, they they and, and Tony's worked hard, and, and and they they put in the effort. He deserves success for sure. There's no doubt about it. I I think they deserve a lot of the success. Why, I mean, I I know I can become on strong. I'm aware. I did you see the part of the interview where Red Bar was looking at his phone saying he sends me an he's talking about me. Yeah, he emailed him every day. Said, yes, he, yes. I mean that. What if you were me? That's pretty embarrassing that he's doing that. He's he's basically saying to everyone, "I'm one of those people that sends you spam or whatever, you know, every day." But for a ticket, you know, I try to have a good sense of humor about myself and realize it. it I I know my dad tells me that all the time when I'm around. I mean, I raise my voice. I'm, I'm too. I come on too strong, you know. You so, peacock. You take the attention away because you're you're the Iron Patriot, dude. You got a lot of swag, and Tony didn't want to compete with that. I mean, God bless his soul. I don't want to compete with it. I'm yeah, having trouble he, competing with it. He knows. He knows if he brought me back, I'm gonna steal all the attention. So that's why he portrays. He was the first person that started portraying me as a crazy person. He was making right, a uh, joke that I was stalking him before I was even doing. I mean, I was crazy from the beginning, but I mean, it got weirder and weirder. But he, you know, he he he, he was talking about that, you know, in the in the beginning and stuff. I mean, when but we got into know, this because of that. Hey, hey, let's hear let's hear this red bar. Let's hear watch the red bar clip. Iron Patriot. Yes, Iron Patriot. So remember, he brought up this plenty. He goes, "Oh my, you're gonna love what I've come on with. I could. I'm running ads in front of Caltony." And remember, he found out a way, it's very simple, apparently, where he's targeting YouTube ads. You know, Kill Tony, not only do they run like 15 live reads during their show, they also run YouTube ads. They're disgusting people. Uh, ads might be the, the, the worst possible thing on planet Earth. I could go on all day about that, but uh, Kill Tony runs these ads, so... 
the Iron Patriot. You know, this might be the smartest thing he's ever done. Started running ads on Keltoni <laughs> with just him dancing with the Iron Patriot suit. Not malicious enough, but we brought him on the show and we came up with this idea that, hey, we should start running ads in front of Keltoni. Like, I'll videotape something, a speech or something, sitting at this desk addressing the people. I'll come up with something and we'll run it. Well, he went ahead and just started running my ads. So did you get the idea from Red Bar to do the ads before a show? I no, I, I, and Red Bar doesn't even know this yet, but I was already running things last summer of our first interview, but I wasn't, I was running so many videos back then. And plus during the pandemic, Kill Tony wasn't getting any, as many views. As soon as, as soon as this new year kicked in and they moved to Austin, they're getting a lot more momentum than they were. Last yeah, the but Joe Rogan gonna, episode. Okay, yeah, let's see, I, I want to hear, I, I want to watch this clip. I want to watch this clip. Let's okay. see. For me, uh, without my permission, apparently he emailed me about five times. I didn't look at the emails, so I guess it's on me. Would you like to see the ad he ran in front of Kill Tony? Do we have this? There was a Red Bar ad that he placed. He spent money to place this, and hundreds of you watching Kill Tony were watching. I can't believe you don't hundreds. have YouTube Premium. It's impossible to watch a YouTube video with we ads. We don't have a TV yet in our living room, so we've just been watching YouTube videos on the laptop in there, and it's crazy how many ads that people have that we don't even realize. Well, yeah, so, like, I have YouTube Premium, but on Jules's laptop, she she's not connected to my YouTube sometimes, so we'll watch a video, and it will run these ads. Like, the show will start, the YouTube video will start, and then 15 seconds in, you're hit with a two-minute ad, and if you got your laptop like on the coffee table like we do, we're laying back on the couch, you gotta get up and lean over every time to skip the ad. It is not as simple as just hitting skip. It's really atrocious. And all of the podcasts like Tim Dillon and like Flagrant Two and whatever and H three. Okay, have, it's about to play. It's like, about to play five that. ad breaks of their own ads that they read during yeah. the podcast, and then they also do like, It's 10 more ads than commercial YouTube television. Ads. It's more ads than you ever saw on TV. And these are the guys that say, Fuck the mainstream, fuck TV, we're doing it ourselves. You're not doing it yourself. And also, you got a Toyota Tundra. Doesn't ad. work on the YouTube ads anymore. No, so you got to get YouTube Premium, which we do have. I mean, I, I got just YouTube can't Premium. Imagine. You're saying the top. I would pay five hundred dollars a month for YouTube Premium. Yeah. All right, look at this. This is so terrible. Ha ha! Red Bar made it onto a Kill Tony ad. Uh, it was a clip about the Iron Patriot. Okay. So I said, can somebody clip this for us? Let's take a look at what happened here. Let's see. This is it. Unsurprisingly, he missed the point. Okay, do you want to see the ad that ran in front of Kill Tony? You're not going to believe this. Here it is. Look, ad one of two. So thousands of people saw this. I'm guessing Kill Tony uh, viewers do not have YouTube premium. So they're watching these ads. So imagine you turn on Kill Tony, and then this starts playing. But you got to see what Iron Patriot picked out as the ad. I'm going to play this in full. This is unbearable. Watch this. Oh. Now, this is Iron Patriot's ad that he this bought before ad. Kill Tony. From the old Kill Tony.
There he is back there. This is what the ad is. He would dance, he would do it all. He gave his life to that show. And what did Tony give him in return? Nothing. I guess the evolution of the Iron Patriot. Very, very excited about it. This is the ad. Put your hands together for the new head of security of my podcast, the Iron Patriot. So there he is. For those who didn't pick up on This is the part where we were killing time. Trying to get the Iron Patriot on the show in that episode. I'm just sitting there going, ah, here's some clips of Iron Patriot while Jules was trying to get him on the, the phone. I'm not saying anything. So this is the clip that he paid to run. It's just me watching very dark videos. Probably the single worst moment of Red Bar from the last full year. For real. I remember when this was happening. And I go, this is like the worst part of Red Bar that I could ever remember even doing. But I mean, everybody understood. We were yeah, like, I was we just were killing waiting. time. We were literally just killing a minute till he was getting on the phone and I was just, I had nothing to say. I was just waiting. Didn't want to go any further. Didn't want to do any. So I was just watching a clip and it turned out even the clip that I picked to watch was shitty. And he used, <laughs> I mean, you really couldn't, the odds of picking this clip out of everything that we've ever said about Tony. Maybe he liked the part where he you said that he gave up his life to Tony and Tony gave I him like nothing. that part. Well, let's hear. Is that why you picked it because of that part, uh, Iron Patriot? Iron. Iron. You there, Iron? I had a hit. I got a hit in. I couldn't talk because I had a hit. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. What else? Uh, oh, so I'm saying, is is that why you used it? Because because uh, he said that nice thing about you. Oh, see, can you do me a huge favor right now? You can yeah. do me the hugest favor. What is Go it? Go to my channel and play the proper ad. That is not the right ad. They, the guy chopped off the beginning, and he even yeah. had the nerve. You see is the this, guy? Is this the, the ad? Guy on wait, 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 yeah, dying to talk to the Iron Patriot, uh, one of the original Kill Tony. Uh, he was the band before there was a band. Iron Patriot. And this is where I found Kill Iron Tony. Patriot and from they Red really Bar did him nasty. I mean, they really treated this guy like shit. Um, let's see. Here's a clip. Okay, stop, it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Alright, alright. The guy that sent him the clip on Facebook chopped off that beginning, or, or, or whatever, Red Bar decided not to play it, but that completely changed. Now Red Bar thinks I'm a lousy editor, because you gotta have that little, it didn't start right on this dark video. This is a great video, but there was a thing before where he led up to it. He talked about yeah, about talking about how they treated you bad. Yeah, yeah I see so, you yeah. That's what pissed me off today. Because Red Bar Let's see that. I want to watch the end. Let's watch that. Let's watch that. There he is back there. That is Iron Patriot on the first Kill Tony show. What the first? 
I'm not the first one, but you know what I mean. One of the beginning, one of the. He would dance. He would do it all. He gave his life to that show. And what did Tony give him in return? Nothing. The evolution of the Iron Patriot. I'm very, very excited about it. Put your hands together for the new head of security of my podcast, the Iron Patriot. My podcast. There he is. That's right. <laughs> I like what you're thinking. Uh, please, Joey, give it up for our head of security here, as always, the Iron Patriot. Pleasure to see you guys tonight. I'm the Iron Patriot. I will lead us into battle against anyone with dreadnought way of life. Hell yeah. <laughs> Say hi real quick to the Iron Patriot. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the Iron Patriot. Uh, he's gotten great reviews since, uh... Every life you save, there's a million new ways to die. There you go. He's known for his catchphrases and his, uh... That's his lack of ability. There's a lot of love. There's the Iron Patriot. As always, give it up for our head of security. Our head of security is here. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one and only the Iron Patriot. As always... Your, the Iron Patriots here, by the way. He's normally our security guard, but we know he can't go backwards. Let me know if he gives us a phone number or something like that. We'll wait for him here. What else should we do in the meantime? Because we can't wait on this guy all day here. Jules. Um. <laughs> so let's go to something else. I mean, obviously, Iron Patriot. I mean, we can't just sit here and email him. All right, the Iron Patriot, if you do come through, it would be heavenly. We would love to talk to you. If not, we'll wait till next time. This tends to happen with this guy. I think this is why Tony got rid of him. <laughs> you know, like I said the last time, he could be a little much. You've seen some of the emails he sent. All right, okay, that's I, well, awesome. I, I want to explain something so bad about that. I really okay, of course, that. of course. Yes. Okay, okay. Um. To me, that's, and he's pissed that I put the last part on when he said, because he's all pissed off. I, I thought he was chill. I didn't, if I'm a Who, Red Bar? Who, Red Bar? You thought Red Bar is chill? Yeah, Red Bar thought, I mean, he, he, he's pissed off because I included that last part because he tried to say, uh, he was saying that uh, I'm not answering the email. What's wrong with me? That's why Tony got rid of it. He's trying to say that when it just moments before he was giving me credit for, you know, giving my life to kill Tony and Tony never, you know, saying the nicest thing, then dissing me. But I don't hate him for it because we all do that. It's it's a very interesting thing about us. Is one we're all hypocrites. I mean, we all. He's. I, I don't know. He expects me to be on moments call to come on to interview in front of a thousand people when I'm not even prepared. He's because actually, I thought he was just sitting there watching the video. He had just said some kind words about me. He's letting the video play so people 
a lot of people maybe have heard the story a little bit, but they don't know. They maybe heard rumblings of what early Kill Tony is like. Here's the video going quickly through the first nine episodes. It's been prepared for you right there. So it's not a big deal. He's just sitting there looking at his phone. He, that's what Red Bar doesn't understand is just relax. You're a celebrity in a kind of a way. Just chill. You're just playing the video. You know, but I didn't know until later that you got all disturbed and stuff. You know, I just wish you would trust me that I have his best interest. In, in. See, the first video I put on of our interview got banned. Then I tried to put another video and it wasn't working good with the other videos. I did some other tries with editing and then the last. But did you see the proof I just gave you right there? You saw they chopped off the beginning. Um, yeah, yeah, but so what? That's not that big a deal. I mean, I, I mean, know, it was nice still, stuff. I, still, I can see why it's important. I can see why it's important. Hate it. I know, but that's because they it. probably didn't record it until you already said that. You, you know, won't hate it as much, though. It's just when you edit something, you know, it's got to be exactly how you did it. I did not want it to come in. If that it's, it's 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 still okay the way it is, but it's just stupid that I'm getting a, a bad reputation from him as an editor that I didn't. He's just thinking I'm some stoner fool that didn't even give any love to. Him. I'm trying to show something I see is good in him. That and it's simple too. I wanted it to be simple. See that this the video you just played where he's complaining. That's the follow up ad, which makes sense after the first, you know, ad. So. It's all turned out to be hilarious. I mean, I don't know what he's going to say. It's the reason you're on my show right now is because that yeah. ad was so funny. See, I thought you, that was so your, funny. What's your prediction? Do you think he's going to attack me on next week's show? Or is he going to... Red Bar will always have respect for you because Kill Tony, he hates Tony so much. And, and Tony did you bad. That he can always bring up about how you were there at the start and Tony turned his back on you because no no matter what, however Tony wants to play, like you try to leave for Doug Benson or whatever, he still should show you a little more respect. And when you ran up on the stage, dude, he acted like you were some pariah. I don't think that's fair for a guy that helped him get off the ground. Yeah. And I think Red Bar thinks the same thing. I think Red Bar feels the same way as that. And I could be wrong, but that's what I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just that's part of my legend, too, is that uh, I never move on and but he's, he makes a joke about it. So, I mean, back in the day, I don't know if you remember back in the day when Wayne Newton confronted Johnny Carson in his office. Because Johnny. No, but why, why did Wayne Newton, I love Wayne Newton. Why did him and Johnny Carson Well, just Wayne, Wayne Newton kind of looked different in the beginning of his career when he would sing, you know, those songs like Dr. Sean, Sean and uh -huh. whatever. And Johnny would make fun of the way his appearance or whatever. But Wayne Newton went in the office and confronted him. And then he was going to beat him up. But then Johnny stopped saying jokes anymore because that scared him. But Wayne just said, don't do it. I'm going to beat your ass. So it's like, I'm not, I didn't even try to touch Tony. I'm never going to try to do any violence to him. I just wanted to use a little, because Red Band pays an exposure. So I just wanted to dip in the bucket and get a little exposure. Because I just knew I was, I just knew all I have to do is just get on camera do this and then people will be talking about it forever and they still are. I mean, you were playing it tonight because it's, it, it, was taking, it was taking him out of his element for a moment because he puts on this act. Tony's such a fake person. See, that's what I learned about. He's so Hollywood fake. I mean, he just, he'll, he'll just, whatever he can. He'll be nice to your face, talk oh, shit behind God, your back. Just, yeah, oh yeah, my right. God. He, he that, that's how, he, that's how the scene is on California. It's kill or well, be killed, dog eat dog. See, he doesn't, he just looks at me as someone that didn't follow the rules, and now I've burned the bridge. He, I'd always hear him talk about burning the bridge. Don't burn the bridge. 
So see, he that's the way he sees me now is that I just, and he said in the last, in that Kill Tony 35, that was the first episode that they got a lot of views. And that was the first time Red Band actually released the show on time. Because that's what I've been bitching at him about. On the way down to getting Doug, I was saying, why don't you, why are you waiting three weeks? We need some momentum here. He's waiting. I mean, I, all, when I go on Twitter. Yeah, his all, production quality, I, I don't understand. Do they do, but is the show live video now? Well, I think it's, he's got some badass cameras now. He's just, I mean, I'm a slow thinker too, so I understand. He just, he likes to do it on his own time. And I knew that about him. I, I used to watch Red Band on the Ice House Chronicles and, I remember one time Freddie Lockhart was trying to help him or suggest something, and I saw Redman and did not like it. He does; he wants to do things his own way, and I understand it's his own network. And it's just I, I should have just handled things in a different way and just told him I need a break and just. But that would have maybe been not as good as all the controversy because that caused a lot of attention. See, you don't know when we're in this world now where you don't know what's good and bad because sometimes bad things turn out to be good because more people notice you. So we're not, I mean, my mom is the best artist that you could ever be, but she doesn't get much attention because she doesn't do anything controversial. She looks at my career and goes, thinks I'm crazy. You know, she, she would never dream of putting it out on social I don't, yeah, your career is awesome. Hey, but we got to wrap it up, Iron Patriot. So, so let's get let's let's wrap this up. You know, we're over two hours. Even though I'll have you on again. You can call in. You know, I take call-ins every week. I wasn't I'm expecting to go this long. Yeah, yeah. We'll go. But let's wrap it up. Uh, what's the last thing you want to say? You know, uh, Kill Tony. They should bring you back. I think they need to pay homage to you to the creator. I think the diehard fans should look at the Easter egg of you're one of the original and Tiffany Haddish. All these famous people, you know, impersonated you. So that means you are a character in the Rogan universe. Uh, because you're a part of that show. And even though that show's changed a lot, you were at the beginning. So I believe you deserve your proper due from Kill Tony. Uh, do you imagine, imagine if Tony is the host of a roast of me, how cool that would be. I hope so. But I'll probably be the one before him. Okay, Jeff, well, what a great show. I want to thank you, everybody. Only $5 on Super Chat. But guys, I appreciate the five bucks. We appreciate it all. Every single dollar, we appreciate it. And guys, if y'all want to find the Iron Patriot, please link in the chat. You'll see his link in the description. You can go to his page. Please go give him a subscription. Go watch a few video. Click it. Give it a like. Uh, please go out there and support it. And uh, Iron Patriot, anything else before we go, my friend? Do you, do you put these up immediately on your channel? It's live. Really? It's live. It's on right now. So as soon as you cut it off, do, I'll see you, you, you make a, Is this going to be on your channel as a video? Forever. It yeah. It'll say, you can watch it right now. You can watch it. It's oh, live it's right now. Oh, wow. It's on. We're on the air right now. All these people chatting. As soon as I click in stream, the video will be saved. And there you go. I'll send you the link. It's like you do, that. I, I, I hope I didn't talk your head off. I'm sorry. No, I love it. You did a great. You're a great guest. Yeah. We're, we're going to have you. And, and, and I take phone calls all the time. The only reason I'm not taking calls tonight is because, you know, it's a short night. All the snow is bad. Everything's going crazy. I'm going to I'm going to rest and then I'm going to stream tomorrow during the day. So everybody look out for a stream uh, I'll be streaming IRL tomorrow in the snow. And guys, please go give Iron Patriot a follow. And, and Jeff, thank you for coming on. You're a great guest. Kill Tony, right. show him the respect he deserves. Anything else before we say goodbye? Say peace. Hey, I give love. Anybody who is watching this, taking time out of their day or night to watch this, thank you so much. Because I don't know if I said anything interesting. I tried to just, I, I, I he, he got me stoned, so it's not easy. You sounded great. You sounded great. Now all you got to do is say peace and goodbye. Six, six, lots of time. Thank you. Thank you.
thank you for thank you for letting us go a few more minutes. Thanks, Flats and Tat Tat. He's a big supporter. Peace. Bye. All right.